Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to a to a packed Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge. Yet another whopper of a show for you. We've got Charlie Austin coming up, goal king extraordinaire. We've got Ryan Whelan, the hack that bought you the story about the sale of Harry McCurdy, Jack Payne and Lewis Ward. We've got the latest on Hallam Hope up north, who, of course, we send our best to. We've got updates from Swindon Town Women FC, who are, as we speak, playing the army somewhere in Wiltshire. We've got a review of Swindon nil, Gillingham nil. And we've got a preview of Swindon Town Newport for this coming Saturday. But of course, the cherry on top of our show cake, seven appearances, two goals, two assists, a selfless work rate and a style of play reminiscent of a certain Jerry Yates. The lad that was getting written off by Barrow fans is certainly making waves in SN1. A former boot boy, nonetheless, of Charlie Austin and a route through to the pro game, not too dissimilar to Charlie himself. And it's a case of so far so good for this lad, affectionately known as Jakey Wakes. There's an honesty, endeavour and an effervescence about tonight's special guest. There's certain confidence that means he's already willing to make his Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge debut and answer your questions live tonight. Well, I am delighted to introduce Super, Super Jake, Super Jakey Wakelin. How are we, Jake? Are you all right, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, very well, very well. Thank you for joining us this uh, sort of late evening for you, I'm guessing, buddy. A busy day on the training ground for you tomorrow. We're going to try not to keep you up too late. <laughs> no, it's fine. Jakey, I'll introduce you to my panel for tonight, buddy. So uh, there's always a, an assortment of Swindon Town gem fans in the uh, uh, in the crew with me. And tonight we've got Joe. Joe, how are you? Hi, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. Looking forward to this. Yeah, so you should, pal, and so you should. And Chris, good evening, buddy. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, Hamners. Uh, all good here. Listen to that effervescence in itself. And, of course, the man that pours your pints, my pints, everyone's pints in the Legends Lounge. Mike, how are we, Mike? What an intro. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. All good. Hey, listen, you do the most important job. I mean, there's Jakey <laughs> knocking the goals in, mate, but without your Guinness, Saturday's not the same, is it? <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. Top one. <laughs> so, Jakey, um, we've, we've obviously caught up offline. Um, you know the, the gist for this evening. Um, we've requested that the uh, the Swindon Town faithful send in a bunch of questions to keep us ticking over for the evening. And, uh, and they've certainly done that. We've got... The weird, the wonderful, uh, the requests for transparency, the the the, the wonderful stories, uh, wonderful requests of the inside stories of your goals, mate. We we've got a smorgasbord of questions for you tonight. So how are you feeling, bud? We all set? Yeah, no, I'm uh, feeling good. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And your and it's your media debut, Jakey. So how does this feel? Not that you know, not that we're piling the pressure on, pal. Uh, no, it feels it feels good. You know, I'm looking forward to uh, you know answering a few questions. I can't believe that you avoid. First and foremost, how did you avoid the media up in Barrow? Uh, oh, I, I did a play, so suppose that's uh, <laughs> suppose that's how. <laughs> Those idiots didn't know what they were missing, did they? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jakey, I'll, I'll get you rolling, mate. Um, so your first question is: How have you found Swindon as a town? Are you living local or are you commuting? And that's from Steph via Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm finding it really good uh, at the moment. I'm I'm commuting, but um, hopefully looking to uh, move down. But no, it's uh, it's been really good. You know, I've loved my time so far here, and um, you know, I'm just looking forward to the future. And what is your hometown, Jake? Obviously, we're not going to go so far as to get us to share your address, but what's where 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 were you born? Where are you living now? Uh, I'm born in a place called Bromsgrove. It's like south of Birmingham, so yeah, it's not uh, it's not too far. 
Right, you are, pal. I think um, Joe, <laughs> Joe's got the next one. I have, yeah. It's not really a question. Um, it's a bit of a stitch up this one, but it's from STFC Frazzle on Twitter. He just says, in all capital letters, I love this man. So our question is, can you confirm that you love STFC Frazzle back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I've seen a, a few fans on uh, Twitter, you know, um, showing support and, you know, um, I really appreciate it. Obviously, didn't have the, you know, best of times back end of last season. So, it, you know, it's uh, really nice, you know, to feel appreciated at a club. Oh, Mate, you're a fan's favourite here already. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're STFC Frazzle, they're looking for specific words. Uh, something along the lines of, I love you, STFC Frazzle, Jaggy. I reckon they're probably recording as we speak. <laughs> uh, love you too, mate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go on, Mike. Keep, keep the momentum going, buddy. Uh, well, this is sort of a follow-on from the last question, really. Obviously, the, um, you, you, you've already sort of got a bit of a following at the, at the town already, and we just want to know, do you understand how much affection the fan base sort of has for you already, especially sort of reminiscent of, uh, of previous players and the effort you give that kind of thing? I think um, the first the first time I really noticed it was um, after you know the Rochdale game. Um, obviously, you know I came off in that game, and it's just like the you know all the fans clapping, and you know there's a few uh, standing up and clapping. And that's when I you know I really took it in, and you know thought you know that these fans really uh, appreciate you know how I'm playing, and you know it's really nice. Like the fans have been brilliant with me, and you know. The way I play, I think, you know, that just shows I appreciate them too with, you know, all the hard work. Because that essentially is my game. You know, I give a 110%, you know, every single game. And, you know, and you know, I just really appreciate all the support that I'm getting. Yeah, it shows, mate. It shows. Jackie, uh, as a lad that's still very early in his career, though, and yeah. obviously you didn't have the best of times at Barrow. Um, how odd must it be when you're when you first notice that? So, because I, I think sometimes it's very easy to forget that footballers are just human beings. But as you're as you're trudging off the pitch, obviously you, you're in your head, you say, "Right, I've got to keep a level head." Early days in my career, all all of that stuff. But you, you hear people singing your name, or you you know you look up in the stands. Like, what, what does that actually feel like as you're trudging off the pitch? And you've, I mean, for your family, I'm guessing they must be super proud. Yeah, you know, uh, um, my mum was at the Rochdale game and she said, oh, when you when you came off, did you notice, you know, there's a few standing ovations. And, you know, when I'm coming off, uh, I do I do realise that. And, you know, last season I didn't play a, a lot of a lot of football. And it's just like there's nothing better for me than to be playing football, especially in front of such a, you know, a good crowd, you know. And it just really appreciate it. And it's like just nice to be wanted, as I, as I said. Well, this is a question from Pete JD uh, on Twitter, and Pete's saying it's been a frustra- It's been frustrating not being able to play. Uh, sorry, has it been frustrating not being able to play ninety minutes? And is that tactical or just down to pure fitness early in the season? Um, I think you know it's the it's the manager's decision. You know how I play. You know I might be um, just you know I give it all on the pitch. Like I said, one hundred and ten percent, and you know he feels that you know he needs to freshen it up, and you know. It's the manager's decision, and you know, there's times in the games where you know I have I have gave it uh, all on my all on the pitch, and you know I need to come off. <laughs> you might be able to tell, but um, but yeah, like it's the manager's decision. Right, you are. We've got um, oh, Chris has got a question for you about comparisons, buddy. <laughs> the Jerry all right, um, <laughs> all right, Jake. Uh, obviously, the way you play is very similar to um, 
a player that we absolutely loved here a few years ago. Have, have you picked up on the the comparisons that a lot of fans and a lot of people have given you with Jerry Yates? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely uh, picked up on that one. <laughs> Well, that's that's quite a comparison. That's quite a comparison, Jake. You're not going to be going far wrong, mate, if you can keep that comparison up. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a great player. You know, um, I think uh, I watched him in the, I think it was it League One where he's for Blackpool. I think he got twenty uh, odd goals, and that was the first time uh, I really um I really noticed him. And you know, I think I watched um, one of the games. My dad even said to me, he was like, oh, that uh, that player that Yates, he uh, he plays a lot like you. So even my dad picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Joe and I were commentating on the Woking game pre-season. I think that's when we first saw it. Um, obviously, we hadn't, I, I hadn't had a glimpse up until that stage. I think, Joe, you'll vouch, and it's not just me blowing sunshine up Jakey's rear end. I must have said that to you, what, within the first five minutes? Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, to be honest, we were pretty much just wetting ourselves watching you, Jake. You, honestly, you just, I don't know how you do it. You, you just run and run and run and run, and you don't stop. But <laughs> enough of this. Jake plays like Jerry. I reckon Jerry plays like Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, we're having a proper gush fest here, aren't we? Proper saying <laughs> I'm going to blow sunshine up his rear end. And you, you come out with those two superlatives, Joe. Uh, we're having, all about love. We're all about love. If it was a scratch and sniff show, mate, I reckon we'd get a bit of cheddar in right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, what we got next? Uh, Joe, you're up, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I've got another one from Pete on Twitter. Um, he says, did you go off after the second blow on the bonds? What? Oh, on the second blow on the bonds, or was it tactical? In other words, was the plan to continue without an outstriker? Uh, um, what, in what game? Sorry. Oh, this would be Jill's, I'm guessing. Yeah. So was, um, he, was he to change oh, tactical? Uh, or did you get uh, a bit of injury? Um, yeah, right. I, um, I had a. I think, yeah, I, I had a knock on the head and uh, I think that was just, you know, I because I had a knock on the head and I had another knock on the head. I think it was just, um, uh, you know, precaution to um, bring me off. Yeah, probably sensible, obviously. Interesting head injuries, Jakey, aren't they? I mean, is it is it frustrating? I mean, what's the sort of chat within football circles? Because obviously, earlier in the season, Kieran Brennan took a blow to the head and thought he was OK. The club thought he was OK. And then obviously, he'd, he played against Salford, had a really, really difficult time and said like he just wasn't right. Is it, are the protocols kind of sort of frustrating for you guys or you know because I mean I grew up in an era where there were no protocols I played in an era where there were no protocols and people played for all kind of grisly head injuries but obviously there's so much more concern and, and rightly so at the moment how does it feel when you're actually sort of on the shop floor as it were uh no I, I just remember um obviously uh, I've went to like press the guy and it's just like I had an elbow just side to my head and you know I had a I had a banging headache and then obviously I've came back onto the pitch went up for another header and then uh, he's hit the back of my head again. But um, I carried on. But then a few minutes later, I came off. And like I said, it, it was just precaution, you know, just in case, you know, something was wrong. But, you know, I'd done all the protocols um, after the game, you know, the concussions and whatnot. But I knew it was all OK. Yeah. OK, mate. Great stuff. Mike, you, you've got the next one, I believe. Yeah. So next question is, um, have you had sort of any like, funny encounters with fans? And if you have, what's been your sort of funniest encounter with them? Um, I think it was... There was one after you know, the one after the Rochdale game. Um, you know, um, you come out the players, um, you know, entrance at the side of the stadium, and I'm uh, I'm walking to my car, and obviously sign um have a few photos, sign a few autographs, and um, uh, I'm walking to my car, and there's this one fan, and uh, I think he um goes, he says like, oh, I'm a I'm a here on a permanent. I go, oh yeah, and he goes, oh, 
I'll, I'll give you a six out of ten today, mate. That was, against, <laughs> that was against Rochdale. Yeah, I think you know, I was a bit better than a six out of ten. Can, can uh, you describe him for us, Jakey? Because I think all three of us and most of our listeners are going to know who you were speaking to at this stage. Oh, I, 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 can't remember, I can't remember what he uh, what he looks like. Oh. Was, it, was, it, was, it, was he an older gentleman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he have a red hat? Um, I think so, yeah. Oh, well, so our, uh, our illustrious owner, um, met said gentleman, and uh, I'm delighted to confirm, Jakey, you are confirming a rendezvous with the legend that is Football Phil. Oh. <laughs> Football Phil has been going to, going to Swindon as as long as there has been football in Swindon, I believe, and uh, and yeah, he's got a, a very very good knack at, um, at hijacking Swindon Town players in that very very um, that really does create a corridor of uncertainty, but a very <laughs> different one to the one that you're used to. Let's just say that. But he's yeah, he's he's harmless as Football Phil. But um, Simon Ferry on his uh, very successful um, uh, podcast and show on YouTube tells some brilliant stories about Football Phil from the Decanio era, mate. You should think it's teeth into those you'll enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> hey uh G- chris you've got the next one all right um jake um, obviously at this season we've generally been playing with just just the one striker up front with um, a couple of players off them uh, what's it like for you leading the line on your own and is it the first time you've been asked to do this um no it's um you know i know it's a lot different but you know when i was in uh, my uh, academy days at west brom i always led the line in a 4-3-3 you know and I'm in my in my head, and you know, I always believe I'm more than good enough to lead. The line. You know, I see a few things, um, you know, on Twitter and everything about uh, some of the fans saying, you know, you need support up there. But essentially, I, I think I'm good enough to lead the line for Swindon. And um, you know, whatever formation we play, whether that's two at top, one or top, or even out wide, you know, I'm always happy to be on the pitch and you know, put a shift in for the team wherever I play. And like I said, I'm just happy to be anywhere on the pitch so because jakey you're i mean i think the general assumption like with the idea of leading the line most people seem to think you've got to be like your archetypal number nine you know back to goal feeding the ball back into sort of either a 10 or attacking midfielders but you it's it's clearly that's a bit that's a little bit of a generalization isn't it and yeah i mean certainly against woking there was you know it was an eye-opener for me because you had yourself and um obviously um these uh recently departed mr mccurdy playing up top together two very very high pressing players um so and so you're yeah fundamentally it's it's is do, do, i guess what i'm trying to say is it's not necessarily a case of just needing the big number nine is it to lead the line based on what you're saying uh no it, like you know every team's uh different you know some some teams need a big number nine you know to play off but you know every player is different like my game's different to a, a big number nine you know and just like i said i'm in my head i'm, I'm more than good enough to uh lead the line but, you know, whether it's a one or a two, you know, I'm just happy to be anywhere on the pitch. Right you are, buddy. Uh, next question. This is from Mo on Insta. Mo says, how did your move to SN1 come about for you, Jakey? What can you tell us? Um, uh, how it came about. Obviously, the the season finished, you know, and um, obviously I was out of contract at Leicester and uh, I just got a call saying, you know, Swind- Swindon uh, interested in uh signing yeah and then um that was it you know as soon as i heard swindon were interested i just wanted to go straight away you know i know um the season they had last season as well just you know missing out on um promotion but yeah i just wanted to go you know the fan base is uh massive for a league two team and um yeah that's how it just came about 
Was there a chance that you might have gone anywhere else, Jake? Was there any interest from sort of anywhere else in the football league? Was there a chance, for example, that you know Barrow could have come back in again for you? I appreciate you didn't get a lot of football there, but any other moves for you that might have happened? Uh, there was a few, but um, I thought Swindon was you know the best for me and best for my uh, development. You big, yeah, you big softy. Flat rear get you everywhere. <laughs> what, what, what you got for us, Joe? Uh, so next up, I've got. I lost my question. Oh, there you go. Sorry, as unprofessional. Um, so I've got what goes through a prospective signing's mind when you first pull up outside the county ground? What goes through your head when you first go to the county ground? Um, well, the first thing that went through uh, my head was just, you know, passing my medical, making sure <laughs> there was no uh, there was no problems. But, you know, after that, it's just, you know, you just want to get um, on the training pitch as soon as possible and, you know, show the manager and uh, what you can do. Did you um have you been to the county ground before? Like, or are you have you ever seen it before? Obviously, um, no, that was my uh my first time, uh, you know, going to the county ground when I done done the medical. What are the uh, differences of the pitch and uh, Barrow last year? The pitch is pretty good at our place. The uh, yeah, um, I'd say the the stands for one. Um, you know, the stand the stadium's great for League Two. Swindon is like it's a it's a very big stadium. You know, compared to uh, Barrow's, I think Barrow's I think it's about three thousand you can get there. And I yeah. think Swindon, I think might be ten, fifteen thousand. So yeah, that's that's the main difference. Do you um do you as players get the feeling obviously with the county ground being one of the best stadiums in the league? Do you get the feeling sometimes that away fans come into the games thinking this is like a cup final for them because it's such um, a big yeah um, con- yeah considering the ground's massive and you know how big the the fan base is for Swindon. Yeah, I feel like it's a, a big game for you know any uh, opposing players and uh, fans coming to uh, the county ground. So you got Michael, you're up next, buddy. What you got? So obviously you spent a little bit of time at Barrow beforehand. Um, obviously you know you know with the town. How are you, how are you adjusting to life? Not only a league two, but uh, in Swindon, sort of generally. Um, yeah, like it's. Um, I think the main difference is just feeling a part a part of the team. You know, when I was at Barrow, obviously um, I didn't play, um, and you know I didn't feel really a part of the team. I felt more just like a, a, a training player. But you know, actually playing in games now, I feel part of the team and I think that's like the main difference yeah uh, Jakey are you jealous that Ronan Darcy Baby who's listening to you as we speak has got his own song but you don't seem to have yours yet <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard his song uh, I heard his song a few times but <laughs> a bit jealous mate. well I think we'll, we might just be able to get a super Jakey Wakeling going on Saturday if you behave yourself and find back <laughs> of the net belt that one out from the county ground but Ronan good evening buddy nice to see Ronan listening in um, see if we can get a few more of the boys on as well, because um, a couple of them have already preloaded some banter for you, but we'll get on to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get on to that, Jakey. Um, right, where are we? Uh, Chris, you're up next. All right, Jake, this is a very interesting one for you. Um, if you could marry any of the current Swindon squad, who would it be, and why is it Saido Khan, the smile man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I do this bit. I would. I'm not being funny, Jakey. I would pay great money to wake up to side who can't smile every morning, mate. That that is literally like taking an effervescent. <laughs> the man's got the greatest smile in the world, and he's got the best demeanour as well. What a guy! Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great guy. <laughs> Come on, Jakey, you're not getting out of it. You've got to marry a current member of the squad. Who's it going to be? You could say Ronan because clearly he's listening in. You might just want to butter him up. I mean, the notion of of running your hair through his flaxen locks, running your fingers through his flaxen locks might just be your thing. But, you know, listen, you've got to pick someone. Who's it going to be? 
Um, God, who'd it be? I'd You're go... really looking forward to trading tomorrow now, mate, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll pick for you. Who can you see? Who can you see, Chris? Who who can you see, Jack Partner and Jakey? Oh, it's it's got to be Ronan, hasn't it? It's got to be Ronan. I, I'd say so. I reckon Ronan. I would probably say that you know Usher on the wedding day would be side. Got to be side. Probably best man Angus. Maybe. What do you reckon? Big Angus looking out. No, no. It's got to be Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie is best man. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> With um, what do you reckon? Ring bearer, full soul was ring bearer safe hands. You wouldn't want him dropping the ring. No, Ben Gladwin, ring bearer. <laughs> Can Louis Reed be in charge of the stag do? Oh, yes, please. I'll tell you what, yeah, that's a great shout actually. Reedy looking after the stag do. Could you would you trust him, Jakey, with that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I'm up on the next one, mate. Um, how would you describe, Jakey, the difference between uh, Premier League Two and League Two football? Um, I think for me, the main difference is actually um, playing in games that actually mean something. You know, with um, under 23, you know, you win, lose, draw, it doesn't really matter, you know. But with, you know, the games now, like three points is, you know, massive for everything it can, you know, because the league table, it matters whether promotion uh, or playoffs. And I think another thing is just the physicality of, uh, of the league, like uh, Premier League 2, you're playing against a lot of players who, uh, who are your own age. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think that's just the main difference with playing in games that means something and the physicality of the leagues. Mm. Okay, mate. Yeah, listen, we've got a question here from um, uh, from Rashawn Hepburn Murphy, who you may know, uh, <laughs> who said to ask, "What weird stuff makes you nervous, Jakey?" What weird stuff makes me nervous? Um, Some of these questions seem to be doing the trick. <laughs> Uh, some of the stuff that comes out Rush's mouth in the morning uh, when we're in the car. That's that, but that's what makes me nervous. Hey, he reckons he's a lot quicker than you. Is that right? Oh, no, no, not a chance. Oh, mate, he, it, says, he literally says he's got you on toast. Oh, not a chance. He, he, he is slow, he is. Who's going to get more goals before the end of the year, you or him? Uh, I'll, I'll back myself 100%. I'll get more goals. He's a he's a baller, Jake, isn't he, Rush? And we've got, we've really... Oh, yeah, he's a good player. He's a very, I think he's, you know, his CV speaks for himself, so yeah, I'd still, I still do him on Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> you, you can tell him that from me in the morning. What, uh, Joe? You're up next. Yeah, I've got a uh, fairly simple question. Can you please describe the feeling of scoring your first senior goal? Uh, how was that for you? I think every every goal is the same for me. You know, there's um, there's no better feeling than uh, scoring a goal. But yeah, it's just you know. It's an unreal feeling every goal that goes in for me, but yeah, it was um, it was just good for me just to get off the mark, you know, get my first my first senior goal, and you know that's the hopefully the first of many. Does it on that, Jakey? Is there was there a feeling, or do you have any concerns as a pro, like you know, getting the sort of the albatross off from around your neck, you know, like that? Get all the cliches out here, mate. Get the monkey off your back. Call it what you will. Um, clearly, strikers just like to hit the ground running, don't they? But are you the kind of guy that, if you hadn't done what you'd done, that you would have been concerned by now if you hadn't scored? Um, not really, because you know, I every game I go into, you know, I I always believe I'm going to score. But you know, I knew with you know all the hard work, it's um, it's it's going to pay off with a goal. But it was just you know finding that right moment, you know, when uh, it it just went in for me. So yeah. 
I think that's where also people are comparing you with Jerry Ace as well, mate, because you two both seem to quite, certainly from a facial expressions perspective, you enjoy it in the back of the net, pal, don't you? Just like Jerry did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love every uh, goal I score, whether it's a tap-in or, you know, it's going in the top corner, all goals the same for me. Well, was there a difference? Sorry, Hannah. Uh, no, that's all right. I was um, going to say, was there a difference of, you know, when scoring at Carlisle in front of a few hundred away fans and, and then scoring at the county ground in front of, like, nine, ten thousand? Like, obviously, obviously, it makes a, you know, it's it's a better moment scoring at home in front of all the fans. But, you know, every goal's the same for me. Like, it's it's the same feeling. It's just, uh, you know, it's the best feeling scoring a goal. I'm sure any, any striker will tell you. And, um, yeah. Well, we, we've got a different type of love for you here. A question from Steve Tyrell. Uh, and Mike, you've got this one, I believe. Yeah. So, um, Steve asks, what's your favourite biscuit and do you dunk your biscuits as well? Uh, favourite biscuits? I'm not, I don't, I don't really eat biscuits, you know. I'm not even just saying that. Uh, if, I had, if I had to choose one, it would be like, uh, it'd be somewhere like, like a digestive or something. Classic. Classy. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think the biscuit says a lot about a person, Jakey. That is the most boring biscuit. You're, you're, <laughs> it's a workman-like biscuit. I, I fell asleep at the Dodge. I was gone, mate. <laughs> no, I can't even tempt you in with a little bit of pink wafer banter, Jakey. We can't even like you know, can't even go a little bit more exotic. You've gone digestive. Yeah, I'll keep it simple, mate. Good job, man. Um, Chris, you've got the next one. Uh, Jake, it's been um, a bit of an indifferent start for us with uh, with a lot of draws and, and whatnot. Um, what gives you the belief that this squad will eventually click? Oh, good. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we're we're a very good squad, and you know, with the players and you know the experience we've got with the likes of uh, you know um, Angus, Glads, um, Reedy, you know, and a few young boys. You know, we're we're a very good team, and you know, eventually, you know, the results with uh, will come. But you know, on that, I'll just say to the fans, just. You know, there was a few um, a few boos after you know the Gillingham game. You know, we're only six games in, but just just want to say, just be patient. You know, we're a very good team, and you know, we're all looking at the the end goal, which is promotion at the end of the season. And um, if we all pull together and the fans are behind us, that will only push us on more. You know, to re- to re- reach you know promotion, which is the end goal, and we're a very good team and more than capable of you know doing well in this division. It's like, a, obviously, we've generally been playing with um, one striker up front. Do you, in training, do you do you try playing two up front in different formations? Yeah, uh, you know, we um, mix it up in training. And, you know, it's, you know, all down to what the, uh, the staff want come match day. But, you know, we always believe in the game plan, uh, the game plan and um, always think we're going to get the win every single game. Mm. Slightly, I think there's uh, there's a couple more questions along that line, Jakey, moving forward. But a slightly uh, lighter question here for you from uh, Jay on Twitter who asks, Jakey, there's a knock at your door. It's an agent with a luxurious WWE, oh my God, luxurious WWE contract and, and you accept it. What's your WWE stage name and uniform? Come on. Honestly, uh, with all due respect, we've got Jake Wakelin on the bloody line and people are asking questions about whether he's going to be wearing Lycra and calling himself the Beast. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, stage name. I, would, oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a clue. You know, that'll take some thought to think of a stage name. I can see you being like a Tasmanian devil type, personally, mate. <laughs> like, the battery. But what what you wearing then, Jakey? Come on, mate. What you wearing? Uh, 
you know, uh, some of like just what the uh, John Cena wears, them sc- uh, them jean shorts, something like that, probably. <laughs> right, we'll have to right remember that, Joe. Uh, that's a, that's the Instagram job, mate, for straight after the show for the recorded promotion. Probably <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, Joe, you've got the next one. Yeah. Uh, so, got a question here. I'm not too sure it's where it's from. Uh, it says, "I've been a town fan for more than 50 years. I've seen all the ups and downs, and all the players, great, good, and otherwise." You strike me as an earnest kid. After Saturday, I'm fascinated to know what you would say to our supporters, given our ch- given the chance. Well, you said quite a lot already, but yeah, yeah. Um, I would I would just say the same thing. You know, if we if we all you know, buy, if the, the whole of the fan base buys into the team and we all pull together in the right direction, they they're the twelfth man for us. And you know, every single game, if we've got the twelfth man, you know, we're, we're going to get the win because you know. The fans might not realise this, but, you know, with the fans behind us, you know, that pushes on the players so much more during, like, the back end of the game. If we're grinding out a 1-0, you know, and I'll just say, just, you know, be be patient. I respect the fans go up and down the country. I, can, I completely get that, you know, everyone's entitled to their own, own opinion. But, you know, after the Gillingham game, we're, we're six games in and, you know, I think what the, the fans, some of the fans anyway, tend to forget is it's a brand new team. You know, there's I don't know how many signings there've been this season, but we're we're a brand new team, and you know, with the the fans behind the new signings as well, that's only in the long term gonna you know benefit the team with every single fan behind us buying into the team and pulling pulling together in the right direction. That's what I would say. You know, I had a I had a conversation online today with a Leighton Orient fan who pointed out the fact that you know we are the only club to have taken taken points off of them this season because they essentially. Uh, whilst they submerged themselves in all of our social media output, um, they were sort of quite. This particular supporter was quite keen to point out the fact that, um, you know, similar to what you're saying, I guess, Jakey, seven, seven, seven games in, they're they're flying top of the league, nineteen points. We can sit there with a relatively proud record that we've actually managed to take a point off them. So it can't, I guess, it can't all be that bad. But I guess at the same time, Jake, I'm sure you probably appreciate the fans' frustrations. There's been a couple of performances against ten men, and obviously, you you know, you would like to think. It's a, um, you know, it's an easier feat taking points and men. But Gaffer was saying on Saturday, it's not, it's not always the case, is it? What when you're when you are pitch level, Jake, and you're playing against ten, like obviously at a pro level. Yeah. What, what do you find is the toughest? Is the toughest part of that? Um, I know, like you know, I mean, almost give us if you can give it to us in layman's terms, because but you know, there's a lot of at the weekend. The Gaffer obviously was talking about banking in, and you get a lot of football jargon. But in layman's terms, like if you were a fan watching the game, like how how would you explain it to that fan? Um. I think it's it's very difficult against ten because they're you know they they're quite deep with their defending. Like the gaffer said, they're very you know they're banked in. There's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of spaces to play in. Whether and the only spaces are out wide. But it's just you got to make the the right decisions at time, and it it is hard. Like on the eye, you know, it might seem they have ten men. We should be we should be battering them. But on pitch level, you know, it's it's very hard to break down a team with. Um, even with the extra man, it is very um, hard to break down the team. But, you know, I, I understand the fans' frustration that game for, you know, for, I think it was for, you know, 80 minutes. I think they had 10 men. But, you know, on pitch level, it's very hard. There's not a lot of spaces, you know, in the middle of the pitch. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we we couldn't break them down and couldn't get a, get the goal. But I'm sure next time, you know, we, we will, you know, score goals and win the, go on to win the game. Fair dues. Michael, I believe you've got the next one. 
Yep, that is right. So um, next uh, question is how long? How long have you signed on for with Town, Jay? Um, it's a year and uh, another year's option. Oh, decent. Nice. Glad to, glad, glad to have you, mate. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, let's stop mucking about. Let's get that option sorted, Jakey. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you've done enough to impress. Certainly, I think the fans, if they were making that decision, pal, would be pressing the button already. Um, Chris, what have you got next, bud? Yeah, all right, Jake. Um, on away trips, who, who do you room with? Um, I normally room with Reese Devine, but obviously uh, he's um, injured at the moment, so I'm uh, I'm rooming with Ricky at the moment. And um, obviously, if you room with them, have you got a, a story with, about Ricky to tell us? Um, I haven't got uh, a story to tell. I think most think. fans would like to know how Ricky keeps that wonderful hair of his in check. Oh, yeah. He has a you know, bottle of airspray with him. <laughs> he, he has got the world's... Not only has he got the world's most beautiful tan, he's got the world's most beautiful coiffured hair. I'm a very, a very, very... Jake, you and I have met very, very fleetingly in person and you'll know that there's hair envy for a good reason. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of hairspray, mate. That's that's what he brings. He's, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a baller, isn't he, uh, Jakey Ricky? Um, uh, obviously, against um, uh, against Palace, he, he came on was literally kind of running the show uh, against their under twenty ones. He's he's just got that ping on him, hasn't he, from distance? Like he's just got a wonderful strike on him. Yeah, you know, every every player in our teams of a a very good player, and you know, Rickson, another one like is is a very good player. Right, here's one, mate. Uh, tell us a funny story about one of your teammates, Jake. It was. It has to be something about Reese Devine. He is <laughs> is a character. Uh, um, trying to think, trying to think something about him now. Um, Does it? Is he? Is he? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing. Do, do you commute with with um, with with Rashawn and and uh, Reese or? Yeah. So, yeah. What's he I, like? To, what's he like to commute with? Is he is he decent in the car? Yeah. So I, I commute with uh, Reese, uh, Rush, and um, Romeo. Um, so it's it's us four, and uh, you know, it's a it's a very funny you know drive down, drive back with uh, with them three. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're being very diplomatic, Jakey. All right. It sounds like you've got some some quality dirt on Reese. Is this one we've got to have to come back to when you've got your feet under the table a little bit more? Oh, yeah, de- the definitely. There's, uh, there's quite a few, a few things. <laughs> uh, Joe, what you got next, mate? Next, next up, I've got what do you like most and dislike most about being a professional footballer? Um. Obviously, the 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 first thing for me is just you know playing playing in front of you know a big crowd of fans. You know, there's nothing better you know than scoring and play, scoring in front of a, a load of fans. But I'd say you know the downside to it. You know, I think some fans you know they forget you're human beings. I think at times with all like the criticism you get because you know they can shout all stuff. Uh, all stuff at yeah, you know, during the games and all of that. But you know, you know, if you saw them out, out, out of football, out of the stadium, they just, they just wouldn't say that to you. Yeah, I mean, how do you find online reactions? Do you, do you boys, as a squad, go through looking at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and stuff? Do you, do you look at sort of what fans are saying about the club? Um, no, I don't. I don't really think you know anyone goes out their way to, uh, you know, uh, go and like say. Uh, look at all the comments or whatnot. I think, for me, if it just comes up, you know, I'll I, I have a read. But, you know, I don't go out my way 
you know, looking for negative comments. Uh, I don't think, you know, that's good, you know, for me anyway. Yeah, no. I don't think it's healthy. So, I mean, Jake, you also, you're a, you're of a generation of footballers that are are actually openly coming out now and speaking about the fact that, you know, some of the some some of the stuff that fans pelt out, not only in stadiums but also on social media, you know, that's actually being challenged now by professional footballers as like, why should that be accepted? I think there's been previous generations that have maybe asked the question, but it never really gathered any momentum. Whereas there's there's much more of an understanding, I think, these days about people's mental health, well being, and what isn't isn't acceptable. Um, I mean, is it is is that something that certainly from a from a sort of player consciousness point of view are those like sort of ongoing or sorry sort of part of the course conversations amongst footballers in the dressing room? Would you say these days? Um, yeah, like you all, I guess what I'm trying to say, are you all like looking out for each other, and you know, um, is, is is that is that as an entity something that is explored more in the dressing room as opposed to probably ten twenty years ago? You just had to kind of keep a stiff upper lip and just get on with it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you know you definitely have a point there. You know, um, I think it is it is talked about. You know, after after some games, but like I said, I don't think any player goes on looking for negative comments because I don't think that's good for you know no player. But like yeah. I said, I, I I just come across it, and you know there is stuff you know I see about some fans talk about players, and you know I just don't think it's um, on what's said about players. Like you know, for example, you know I saw a few things when I signed. You know, I signed for you know Swindon, and you know, there's a few comments saying you know he's not he's not good enough for any of that. But you know, how can you judge me when you haven't even seen me play? That type of stuff. Very, very true. Well, I mean, listen, mate, we've got um got a special guest just joined the show. He's someone whose boots you used to clean. Oh, I'm still waiting for my minute. <laughs> yeah, well, but apparently so. So, Charlie, how are you, buddy? Good morning. Oh, he's probably you know what he's doing, Jakey. He's literally probably just climbed out of bed and he's pouring a coffee. So he's trying, <laughs> he's trying, he's trying not, not to wake up the kids and the missus. Um, Charlie, can you hear us, bud? Or should we cut? We give you an extra five minutes, Grace. No, I've got you. <laughs> so Charlie, you're on, you're on with your old book boy, mate. How are yeah, you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself, what's going on? Yeah, very good. Jakey says that he's still waiting for his money, mate, from cleaning <laughs> your boots. Boots to be cleaned. <laughs> Jake, now Jake, would, Jake, would you concur with that? Have you? Uh, uh, I was, I was on them every single day, every Jake, single day. You're a liar, Jacko. Jacko, my boots. So, Charlie, you've you've had a uh, you've had an interesting week yeah. down under. Jake, we'll, we'll give we'll give you five we'll give you five minutes breather while Charlie takes us through his cassette of football Australia. Um, got got yourself a de- got yourself a decent draw, Charlie. Last pre-season game before it all starts going proper banzai. But um, an eventful game for you, mate. I've only, yeah, it was all right. Do you know what we played all right? To be fair, give us that. We like they, they have a lot of money, Melbourne Victory. But like we like it was a good one. I only played thirty minutes. So I played ninety minutes in that cup game on Wednesday. Um, but anyway, mate, I've only come on and uh, took an 89th minute penalty. Yeah, and, you did, and dinked it in the keeper's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Marky, I've never been to get up. I've, I've, Marky, I've never been to punt in my life, and for some reason, I've done it and put it straight in his hands and just started laughing. Oh, well, what, what goes, what goes through your mind? I mean, look, Jakey, like, don't be, don't be a stranger, mate. You're a striker. You're, you're all strikers here, but you spe- as a goalkeeper speaking, so I can only believe that went through the keeper's minds as that ball just sort of like drifts into his, drifts into his gloves. But yeah, Charlie, you, you, do you know you do it, Charlie? <laughs> Did you know you were doing it? Did you walk up to the ball thinking, "I oh, know what I'm doing it, yeah. I'm dinked it." Idiot. Absolute idiot. 
I just thought. <laughs> Suffice to say, Charlie, you won't. It sounds like you won't be doing, no, I won't that, be again. doing that again at all. I won't be doing that again. No, honestly, I just thought oh, I'm just going to think that's it. Be all right. I walked up and dinked it. The next minute, he's caught it straight in his hands. I thought, oh, for Christ's sake, what a nightmare. But it was only a friendly, so it didn't matter. I won't do it. We've got a semi final on Sunday, so I won't be doing it Sunday. Yeah, no, please don't do it Sunday, mate. So, um, all, all eyes on you, yeah. Sunday. Um, I guess in the, the the squad's shaping up well, mate. Are you are you feeling like you're, you're slotting in now, like up to fully up to speed? Yeah, that's not too bad, to be fair. I'm just getting there. Listen, it's a weird one. Season don't start for another four weeks. Till the 8th of October, the season don't start. Do you know what I mean? So it's a long old pre season, um, yeah. especially when you're back in the UK. UK okay. It's like five, six weeks, ain't it? Do you know what I mean? So if you win your semi final, Charlie, what have you, is it a week or two weeks further down no, the line? It's the first of October till the week before the season starts. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So yeah, it's a bit of a gap. So what were you? I'm guessing you'll have a couple yeah, of two we've got months a couple between of games. the we've sort got, of. Uh, we play this game Sunday, then we play next Saturday, the following Saturday, and then it's then we're here. Then do you know what I mean? So we've got two more games plus if we get through to the final. So. So it's not too bad. It's all shaping. Yeah, it's all shaping it. up all right, mate. But I just want the season to start now because like it's so long. Do you know what I mean? Because it feels like yeah, for, it feels for sure. ages ago. So, but no, other than that, mate, it's not well, too bad. Listen, over it's, it's it's one of them. We're just going through the you go through the motions, don't you, through preseason because it's so long over back home. It's so short and you get stuck into it. But it's not too bad. But I know one thing. I've woken yeah. up to see Liverpool getting an absolute shoeing in the Champions League for once. I turn that straight off. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> that, that's about it. It's, it. it's not a stellar footballing week, mate. We uh, we struggled on Saturday yeah. as Jake, Jake he's been so kindly taking us through. So another another game against yeah, ten listen, men. That's tough, um, mate. I'm not joking. That's playing yeah. ten men is tough. It doesn't matter opposition or where you're playing. If it, and you always seem to struggle against ten. I and you've got the extra man. No one never seem to make the extra man count. Never seem to make it count unless obviously you've got a you've got a lead in front. Look, that that's tough. I'd seen it, but it just. This is going. This is going to start not harsh as such, but it's just it just sums up the town at the moment. It's like one step forward, it's going to take fucking two back. Mm. Well, you've got you, the boy and the Tom of us tonight. You both had sort of similar kind of journeys, Charlie. So obviously you you've started off at a club, then you you've gone into like non-league and you've worked your way back up. Jake, you similar journey for you, buddy, isn't it? As well, starting off at the baggies and then going off to uh, Alf Church and really sort of sending heads, um, and then getting getting your break back into the league, but. Unlike Charlie, where he kind of came in a little bit further down the down the football league pyramid from Paul and then into Swindon Town, you sort of bounced straight back in and um, and got yourself a, an opportunity right up the top of the tree, didn't you? But there are similarities with both your careers. Uh, yeah, um, I've obviously got released from West Brom in the lockdown, um, went down into non-league, step three, and you know I, lo- I love my time there. You know, um, thought you know it really developed Jake, was me that, Jake, as a player. Was that, um, was that full time? Was it part time? Uh, no, it was it's different, ain't it, when you go and play with people. Obviously, you come through the academy, I only knew, but it's different, ain't it, when your people um, play part-time and on a Saturday, it's like their football's their release. It's like their saviour from away from their job, ain't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a you know, a very different experience for me being uh, in a, tra- uh, a changing room with, you know, them type of lads yeah. who have jobs on, on top of playing yeah. football. Like, they're just playing football for the yeah. love of the game rather than yeah. their job. Mm. Yeah, Charlie's obviously Sydney for you yeah. at the weekend. Um, Newport for Swindon. You got you got a prediction for us, mate, for Swindon at the weekend? I think can't keep a clean sheet. I'll go two one. Two one Swindon's got to turn around. It's got to turn around. Two one Swindon. New, I think, funny enough, I think um, I don't think many people expected to Newport to be struggling the way they are. I appreciate it's still early doors. Yeah, but, that's um, it They've had a draw, four, draw four defeats, couple of wins. The thing is, mm. go on. 
the thing is, it can just be turned around because so many games come so quick, Mark. We can play Saturday or Tuesday, Saturday, whatever. We've only got to get one right. It just for me, it's just frustrating watching the like, seeing the results of the time. You never put a run together. Never. Nothing seems like it's going to be a three, four, five game winning streak. Do you know what I mean? And then start the season, then booster everything up. You know, at the moment, just I say one step forward, one step back. And listen, I, I, it's all going on. Like people start, people start talking about the manager and outside stuff, and it's not getting on. It's, the rubbish looks so early in the season, like you say. But it'd be nice just if we can put a run together, three, four games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, Jake, Jake, you're obviously best place to say this because you're part of the squad. But um, the, um, yeah, Jake, so I was mentioning out. about the Lake Norian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about a Lake Norian fan that I was engaging with today, and I was saying that you guys have obviously taken points off of us. So, I mean, what's the, what's the feeling in the dressing room? Is it a question of like clearly draw, 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 win, draw, draw? You you guys must be sort of. I'm 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 hopeful. You're you're super optimistic. You'll be turning those draws into wins. Um, oh yeah, definitely. You know, we've only we've only lost one game, and you know, it it just takes you know getting a run together to really kickstart the season. But you know, the change room we have and the players we have, you know, I, I do believe you know it, it will come. Like the the performances and the goals and the wins and a a really good run will come in the season. Mm. Fine margins as well, Jake. I mean, on Saturday, obviously you would have expected Lukey Jeff, uh, Jeffcott with his pedigree to have put that chance away, but at the same time, he's not been playing a lot of football. Um, you know, it, it it literally could have gone either way, couldn't it? Appreciate it wasn't it wasn't necessarily from a fan's perspective, it wasn't necessarily a performance that had us all knocking at the knees, but um that could so easily have gone from a point to three, couldn't it? Appreciate Jules could have nicked it as well, but but still, you know, it's Mark, Mark, I hate to use that cliche. Mark, margins, I've known but... you for long enough, I know that wasn't your opinion at about ten past five that Jeff got hasn't played a few games. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that don't no, Charlie, don't give me that, bollocks. <laughs> Ten past five Saturday, Saturday afternoon. You wasn't thinking, oh, it's all right. You're getting up because he ain't played for a few games. Let me tell you that, sure. Yeah, Charlie, listen, there's a reason I'm bald as a coot, mate. There is a reason I'm bald as a coot. Um, most Saturdays I'd spent pulling my hair out up until about four or five years ago. So, <laughs> so I think you're probably right. But listen, Charlie, but wish you all the best, mate. Appreciate you got a busy day ahead. You're on Talk Sport later, uh, yeah, aren't you? I can't, do you know what? I've gone to bed last night thinking happy days. I'm going to stick it on D about Chelsea. I've woken up to Liverpool getting a shoo-in. So I really, can't really say a lot. No. Yeah, I'm on this morning. Just keep that going and talk with the boys and that's about it. But I'm currently stood outside in my garden with my dog and a cup of tea. There's not a cloud in the sky. This is about 19 degrees. We can hear that Aussie wildlife in the background oh, no, mate, as well. Just before we go. Oh, me and the old boy got attacked by a fucking magpie the other day. They ain't front... Oh, I no, saw that, Fred, man. That was so funny. I saw that, Fred. They ain't like the English magpies, mate. These things are fucking like... Boom. So we're walking, he's on electric, he's, uh, honestly, listen to this, he's on his electric scooter and I was walking the dog. Next minute, this, this fucking magpie come fucking like swooping down and got off and I thought, what's going on here? Anyway, me and the little man walked on a little bit more. <laughs> he's come down again, I thought, what's going on? I thought, no, this ain't right. So I got kind of like buried in, buried in the He's, I've got his helmet in one hand. I was thinking, if he comes down any closer, mate, I'm belting this one. I promise you, mate, he's <laughs> followed me. He has followed me about 500 metres back to my house, mate. And he swooped like three or four times. So I've got Hunter buried into like my ribs. The, I'm pulling along his electric scooter. Whilst the dog's pulling me along. Oh, mate. It was a, trauma, it was a traumatic experience, let me tell you. Well, yeah, mate, it sounds like it. It's swooping season, though, mate. You're going to have to get used to that. Swooping season? What's of that? <laughs> it sounds like Jade in Sweden. Honestly, mate, it's not, it's not even. It's, mate, they tell you you've got to be sharks, spiders, and snakes over it. Fucking ain't. Magpies. 
it's, it's the magpies. <laughs> right. Who would have thought it? Good luck, good luck at all. Good right, luck weekend, boys. All right, you take it steady. Uh, cheers, you. mate. Likewise, mate. Slot one at Sydney for us, wouldn't you? Take care, buddy. Good mate. Charlie Austin, ladies and gentlemen, great guy, Jakey Charlie, isn't he? When you when you were at West Brom, did you have a lot of contact with him, or were you were you sort of so junior you were detached from it all? Um, I think it with West Brom uh, when I first started my scholarship there, everyone kind of interacted, you know, uh, eating together. Then there was like um, you know new new technical director, and you know he, he changed it all. You know, just like separated everyone. You know, first team to youth team. You know, we. We, they changed the media room to, you know, under 18s, 23s, eating area where we was in like the canteen with everyone. But uh, I think that was when Charlie was there, when I was at West Brom, that all changed. Yeah, all right, I've got you. Well, listen, mate, we're um, we're right on the anchor leg with some of these questions now. So, Mike, you've got one in relation to a sw- the switch from, from Leicester to Swindon, I believe. Yeah, so so the question is, uh, how how difficult did you find it switching from Leicester to Swindon? Um, I didn't find it. You know, difficult at all, really. Um, I've been changed at a few clubs now, and you know, I, I, I'm not really. It doesn't really, you know, phase me. You know, I, and you know, it, it wasn't difficult at all. But maybe just going to a, a dressing room full time as a as a team, like as a first team player. Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon you find it a little bit easier? Just like, 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 is there a reason behind? Just so you just laser focused on your football, or, or what makes it easier? Or like, a little bit easier to transition. Um, I think me, I'm, I'm just focused on the football. Like first and foremost, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to perform well on the pitch. But and then, but there was a few, a few lads who I knew when I, I came here at Swindon anyway. So that probably made it, you know, a bit easier with the likes of you know uh, Ty, who I played with at Leicester. Um, obviously, I played with I played with Romeo at Barrow. Yeah. I already knew Reese prior to. Um, Moving to, I mean, going to Swindon anyway. So yeah, that that probably made it easier. Nice, nice. Also, we don't. I mean, we've 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 got a few what you might describe as senior pros. We've got a very young squad, Jakey at Swindon as well. So I guess the, the the notion of a senior pro, for want of a better word, at Swindon. I mean, I'm sure there's the leadership group with the likes of Willow and Gladders and and, and Angus. But at the same time, you're one of those players. You kind of your work rate speaks for itself, like leading by example. So I guess what I'm trying to politely say is, even though you're a young guy, you. you you're almost like I don't know. You're sort of setting the example yourself, aren't you? Some of the other younger lads, in terms of how it should be done. Um, I think you know the old, the older players drive. Um, like the more senior players drive that in the team. You know that hard work, and you know they they've been really good to you know to me and the other young players. And I think that it stem it stems from you know that core. Mm. Uh. A good evening to Jake O'Brien, former Swindon Town loan uh, loan ledge. Hello, Jakey. Great, uh, great to see you ju- uh, tuning in, fella. Hope things are going well for you over in Volendam. Um, right, what we got for uh, Chris? You got the next question, I believe. Oh yeah, Jake. Um, <clears throat> obviously, when, you, when you've got the signings and whatnot, and obviously we're being released from Leicester between signing for Swindon. But generally, what did you get to over the summer? Um, it was just switching off from football. You know, that's the main thing. Uh, I went on went on holiday, but you know, after um, I come back from holiday, you know, it was just about cra- uh, cracking on, you know, getting a new club. Uh, obviously, at Swindon now, and it was just focusing on football. As soon as you know, I switched off from it. But yeah, like the main thing, it was just you know enjoying myself, um, you know, going out with a few mates, seeing them, um, spending time with my family, you know, some good quality time. Yeah, but yeah, just switching off from football. 
Jakey, how difficult, how difficult is it to switch off from from football when obviously you you know a lot of players I know like still keep their sort of you know have your keep fit regimes in place so you can come back in preseason hit the ground running. You don't tend to stop, do you? As players, even if you go away, you still seem to sort of keep things ticking over. So is is it possible to sort of kind of mentally switch off because you haven't got a ball at your feet, or are you the kind of lad that you can literally take a break for a, like a couple of weeks and get back to it? Like, how's, how's that work for you? Um, I think it was. Harder for me this this season this um, summer just gone because obviously I haven't played you know a lot of football. My last game was February for Barrow, mm-hmm. so and then obviously um, I was out of contract at Leicester and you know I didn't have a club. But I thought the main thing was just switching off from all of that and then you know having some downtime and then just refocus you know towards the end of that and you know really focus on getting myself fit you know. And, hit the ground running when um, I found a new team. Uh, nice compliment for you here, Jakey. You'll like this. Josephine STFC says to say, Jakey Wakelin has the best accent. How about, <laughs> how about that? There you go, Josephine. Read it out for you. Um, right, what we got next? Uh, ba, 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 ba. This is one for me. So, uh, J- right, Jakey, this is maybe a conversation for about, you know, when you boys are all in the car, but what are your, what are your top five albums in no particular order? Some music question for you, Jaggy. Your top five yeah. albums, no particular order. It would. I listen to uh, a lot of Drake, so it would just have to be one, uh, just his albums. Like I'm a massive uh, uh, Drake fan, so it would just have to be you know any of his albums. Just a lot of music. That's what I listen to before games and you know after games. Right. So when, when you hit the back of the net on Saturday, I want you to run to the town end and scream at the top of your voice, "Trust me, Daddy." <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that. That's the that's the new Vamos, Jakey. Trust me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of Drake. So fair to say that you probably have. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's had five albums, has he yet? He's probably on about three. Oh or four, yeah, he's had he's had five albums. Just just any of his albums, you know. All right, we'll go with that, Joe. What you got next, mate? Your penultimate question. You'll be pleased to know, Jakey, and then we're going to release you off into the night. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, second to last, got a nice, easy question, or say easy, trading tomorrow might be frosty, depending on the answer. Who would you say is the most underrated member of the town squad? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, oh, who would it be? Um, there's a load, load of good players. Underrated, I'd have to say either... Willow, I think, is very underrated. He's so good. Willow's underrated. He's played the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice try, Jakey. Either Willow or Ro- Ronan Darcy. Ronan Darcy, baby. What a baller. <laughs> Listen, you're going to have no complaints there. Technician extraordinaire, as far as I'm concerned. But no, I mean, he's, the thing is, we've got so many jewels, haven't we? In our, like, we're yeah. blessed with great midfielders, Jakey, in our squad, haven't we? I mean, it's it must be tricky for the gaffer, because obviously, whilst I appreciate the gaffer's obviously played a role in putting that squad together, um, he's literally sport for choice, isn't he? Um, because, you know, you, you, you couldn't... I mean, for... Yeah, you could for every player that you might want to select, there's an argument for like why you why you simply cannot drop a player that's in the in the lineup. And but then obviously you'll have people moaning about results and using that as an excuse and so on and so forth. But I mean, there's no way if you if you think about it this way, it's very very difficult to even imagine Swindon. If you from a fan's point of view, if you rewind three years and told me that we're going to be in League Two and have a midfield that consists of um, 
Louis Reed, Johnny Williams, Ben Gladwin, I'd literally be laughing at you. And, and that, and then before we even get on to players like Saidu Khan and, and Ronan Darcy, I mean, we, we it's embarrassing how good our midfield options are, isn't it? Not fair to say, Jake, not again, not quite, don't seem to have quite clicked, but I mean, I'm my message, I don't know, I'm almost putting a message out to the fans myself. Like, class is permanent is what I think I'd probably say yeah. about, about our players, like, as particularly those midfield options. Yeah, like, the, like I said, the team is very, very good. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people realise that. Like, once we get going, we, we will be a very, very good team. And, you know, the end goal is promotion. And I'm more than believe, you know, that's going to be, we're going to achieve that. And, like I said, with everyone pulling in the right direction, all the fans pulling into the right direction, buying into this team, you know, win, lose or draw, you know, we're all going to achieve the same thing. And ultimately, everyone wants the same thing and that's promotion. Oh, well, you've kind of, listen, you needed to keep your powder dry because just looking at this next question, which Mike was about to read you, you might want to take a second just to pause and kind of almost like do a little remix of what you just said, Jake. Go on, Michael. I don't mean to steal your thunder. That's all right. No worries. Um, so, yeah, the final question. Obviously, you've, you've uh, said a lot about pulling together and getting behind the players. But um, if, 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 there's, if there's one thing that you could sort of uh, say in conclusion to the town fans, what would that, what would that sort of be? Just stick with the team. You know, it's early days. You know, uh, I think there's 30-odd league games to go. And ultimately, we as players, we want promotion. You know, that's what we set out to do. And, you know, I, I believe we're going to achieve that. But with the fans, every single fan, you know, in the right direction. And they're believing in the team as well and believing in the end goal. And they're being the 12th man every single game. You know, it's, it's, it's going to even motivate us even more on the pitch. You know, like I touched on earlier, then... Them games where we're winning 1-0, you know, it's in, you know, the 80th minute. We're all knackered. Them just pushing us on to the win. And, yeah, just everyone in the right direction, buying into the team. You know, it, we've only had six games. Uh, I think not a lot of people realise that the transfer window's just closed. Now we've, you know, got our squad for the season, you know. And wins will come, like, believe me, like, wins will come. And it, it'll all come together. But it's just about being patient. It, Jake, have you got time for one more question that's coming from Josh? Uh, yeah, no problem. So, Jay, uh, Josh says, Jakey, have you got any pre-match superstitions? Um, no, like, I've never been to one to have uh, superstitions. Like, you know, I know some players like tie their left boot on first or, you know, they have to step onto the pitch with uh, a certain foot. But no, I've, I've never been one to have superstition to just get on the pitch and I'll just play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, Jakey, what, what, I don't mean to sound like patronising dad here, mate, but you're a delightful young chap. Um, as far as we're concerned, mate, like the reason why you become so massively popular as well as finding the back of the net, you've got a brilliant attitude, you speak fantastically well and you just work your ass off for the shirt. Um, and that's that is is, you know, obviously you set your standards, mate, but I don't the kind of you're the kind of kid where we don't get the impression you're ever gonna drop those. So, um, mate, I just want to say, like, certainly from us and all the Swindon Town fans so far this season, thank you for everything you're putting in. And obviously, we wish you a massive, you and all the boys, wish you a massive amount of good luck on um, Saturday. Well, a couple of big home games coming up. Obviously, we've got Newport Saturday and we've got Sutton on Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm just going to round off by asking you, like, what's, what's, what's the vibe? How are you guys all feeling? All, all fired up, raring to go for Saturday, I'm guessing? Yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, playing at home again. And, you know, playing in front of all the fans and um, hopefully, you know, it will be an, an absolutely amazing atmosphere. And, you know, we'll get there. Hopefully we'll get the win and uh, I'll get on the score sheet. Well, listen, we're going to hold you to that. Uh, remember what I said, mate, straight to the town end. I want a little flick of the fingers, bit of being right. Trust me, daddy. <laughs>
If we if uh, we don't if I don't see that coming out of your mouth, mate, on Saturday, there's going to be hell to pay up outside the arc halls at full time. Thanks for having me. Anyway, um, really uh, appreciate. Listen to uh, a lot of Drake, so it would just have to be one uh, just his albums. Like I'm a massive uh, uh, Drake fan, so it would just have to be you know any of his albums. Just a lot of music. That's what I listen to before games and you know after games. Right. So when, when you hit the back of the net on Saturday, I want you to run to the town end and scream at the top of your voice. Trust me, Daddy. <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that. That's the that's the new Vamos, Jakey. Trust me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of Drake. So fair to say that you probably have. Well, I don't know. I don't think he's had five albums, has he yet? He's probably on about three. Oh or four, yeah, he's had he's had five albums. Just just any of his albums, you know. All right, we'll go with that. Joe, what you got next, mate? Your penultimate question. You'll be pleased to know, Jakey, and then we're going to release you off into the night. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, second to last, got a nice, easy question, or say easy, trading tomorrow might be frosty, depending on the answer. Who would you say is the most underrated member of the town squad? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, oh, who would it be? Um, there's a load, load of good players. Underrated, I'd have to say either... Willow, I think, is very underrated. He's so good. Willow's underrated. He's played the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice try, Jakey. Either Willow or Ro- Ronan Darcy. Ronan Darcy, baby. What a baller. <laughs> Listen, you're going to have no complaints there. Technician extraordinaire, as far as I'm concerned. But no, I mean, he's, the thing is, we've got so many jewels, haven't we? In our, like, we're yeah. blessed with great midfielders, Jakey, in our squad, haven't we? I mean, it's it must be tricky for the gaffer, because obviously, whilst I appreciate the gaffer's obviously played a role in putting that squad together, um, he's literally sport for choice, isn't he? Um, because, you know, you, you, you couldn't... I mean, for... Yeah, you could, for every player that you might want to select, there's an argument for like why you why you simply cannot drop a player that's in the in the lineup. And but then obviously you'll have people moaning about results and using that as an excuse and so on and so forth. But I mean, there's no way if you if you think about it this way, it's very very difficult to even imagine Swindon. T- if you from a fan's point of view, if you rewind three years and told me that we're going to be in League Two and have a midfield that consists of um, Louis Reed, Johnny Williams, Ben Gladwin, I'd literally be laughing at you. And, and that, and then before we even get on to players like Saidu Khan and, and Ronan Darcy, I mean, we we've, it's embarrassing how good our midfield options are, isn't it? Not fair to say, Jake. Not again. Not quite, don't seem to have quite clicked. But I mean, I'm my messy. I don't know. I'm almost putting a message out to the fans myself. Like glass is permanent is what I think I'd probably say yeah. about about our players, like as particularly those midfield options. Yeah, like the, like I said, the team is. Very, very good, and you know, I, I don't think a lot of people realise that. Like, once we get going, we we will be a very, very good team, and you know, the end goal is promotion, and I'm more than believe, you know, that's going to be we're going to achieve that. And like I said, with everyone pulling in the right direction, all the fans pulling into the right direction, buying into this team, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, we're all going to achieve the same thing, and ultimately, everyone wants the same thing, and that's promotion. Oh, well, you've kind of listened. You needed to keep your powder dry because just looking at this next question, which Mike was about to read you, you might want to take a second just to pause and kind of almost like do a little remix of what you just said, Jake. Go on, Michael. I don't mean to steal your thunder. That's all right. No worries. Um, so, yeah, the final question. Obviously, you've you've uh, said a lot about pulling together and getting behind the players. But um, if, if, if there's if there's one thing that you could sort of uh, say in conclusion to the town fans, what would that what would that sort of be? Just stick with the team. You know, it's early days. 
you know, uh, I think there's 30 odd league games to go. And ultimately, we as players, we want promotion. You know, that's what we set out to do. And, you know, I, I believe we're going to achieve that with the fans, every single fan, you know, in the right direction. And they're believing in the team as well and believing in the end goal. And they're being the 12th man every single game. You know, it's, it's, it's going to even motivate us even more on the pitch. You know, like I touched on earlier, then them games where we're winning 1-0, you know, it's in, you know, the 80th minute, we're all knackered, them just pushing us on to the win. And, yeah, just everyone in the right direction, buying into the team. You know, it, we've only had six games. Uh, I think not a lot of people realise that the transfer window's just closed. Now we've, you know, got our squad for the season, you know, and wins will come, like, believe me, like, wins will come and it, it'll all come together, but it's just about being patient. It, Jake, have you got time for one more question that's coming from Josh? Uh, yeah, no problem. So, Jay, uh, Josh says, Jakey, have you got any pre-match superstitions? Um, no, like I've never been to one to have uh, superstitions. Like, you know, I know some players like tie their left boot on first, or you know, they have to step onto the pitch with uh, a certain foot. But no, I've I've never been one to have superstition to just get on the pitch and I'll just play. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, Jakey, what what I don't mean to sound like patronising dad here, mate, but you're a delightful young chap. Um, as far as we're concerned, mate, like the reason why you've become so massively popular as well as finding the back of the net, you've got a brilliant attitude, you speak fantastically well and you just work your ass off for the shirt. Um, and that's that is is, you know, obviously you set your standards, mate, but I don't the kind of you're the kind of kid where we don't get the impression you're ever gonna drop those. So, um, mate, I just want to say, like, certainly from us and all the Swindon Town fans so far this season, thank you for everything you're putting in. And obviously, we wish you a massive, you and all the boys, wish you a massive amount of good luck on um, Saturday. Well, a couple of big home games coming up. Obviously, we've got Newport Saturday and we've got Sutton on Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm just going to round off by asking you, like, what's, what's, what's the vibe? How are you guys all feeling? All, all fired up, raring to go for Saturday, I'm guessing? Yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, playing at home again. And, you know, playing in front of all the fans and um, hopefully, you know, it will be an, an absolutely amazing atmosphere. You know, we'll get there. Hopefully we'll get the win and uh, I'll get on the score sheet. Well, listen, we're going to hold you to that. Uh, remember what I said, mate, straight to the town end. I want a little flick of the fingers, bit of being right. Trust me, daddy. <laughs> if we, if uh, we don't, if I don't see that coming out of your mouth, mate, on Saturday, there's going to be hell to pay up outside <laughs> the Arkles at full time. Thanks for having me anyway. Um, really uh, appreciate it. Uh, and STFC Frazzle is sending you on your way saying, Jake, I love you. What a perfect <laughs> way to finish. Jakey, top lad. Thanks ever so much, pal. Uh, Look after yourself. Best of luck for you. the weekend. Uh, thanks, guys. Cheers. Set up, pal. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Oh, Jakey Wakelin. Jakey, Jakey Wakelin. He's a dream, Chris, isn't he? He's an absolute... He's, he's a dream. He's the, oh. As I said, without meaning to get sort of too gushy, it's very, very hard... To, to not love a lad that kind of puts himself about in the way that Jakey does. Obviously, he's not, not not the biggest lad, but he's not the smallest either. Just bags and bags of energy, bags and bags of sort of application, eye for goal. I mean, I, I think, um, as, as Joe will testify, Chris, like pre-season, we went to the Woking game and it literally took about five, ten minutes and Joe and I were like, bloody hell, like, you know, waspish was the word I think I used about ten times to describe him. Um he must be a pain in the ass if you're a job in League Two centre back to play against. Well, well, that's the thing is with <clears throat> when you watch it. I mean, obviously you can see it a bit more when you're there. And I've I've been to a couple of games and I've seen the way he presses and whatnot. He just doesn't give up. It just, it, it'll run all day, which is probably why he's only lasted seventy minutes because yeah. he pretty, pretty much runs all day. 
And well, I think I think that's the thing. Cause he'll chase every last cause. If 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 you're the gaffer, it's got to be like it. You know, he he puts so much into the game. Like it's got to kind of feel like and like a natural thing to do. You want to protect your player. Obviously, you've got a long season ahead. Um, you know, you kind of as, as play. I guess as the opposition's get a little bit tired towards the end of the game. You know, I'm sure it crosses his mind about like picking up injuries and stuff. At the same time. We as fans don't want to see our best players coming off towards the end of the game when we're not winning that game because you kind of think Look, that's where your goals are. But yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, just yeah, what a player and and what a mature head on his shoulders as well. I mean, I will I will point out that um, uh, obviously we 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 request um, players from the football club and um, you know you kind of expect uh, appreciate we've not got the oldest squad in the world, but you know you kind of expect the the older pros to be the ones sort of stepping up. But I should stress this week that you know Jake he was very very keen from from what I hear from the club to put his hands up, um, come on the show, have a chat with fans. Very very mature head on young shoulders uh, and, and and such confidence as well, boys. It really shone through tonight, didn't it? Oh, it was it's brilliant. I mean, it was it gave us so much insight and whatnot, and and that's that, that's what fans want to know. They want to see, especially when the season's not been as good as it could be, to see what it's like in the squad and and that they are that they're still pretty confident, still up there and and everything, and they're, they're trying different things, and and that's what we want to hear. Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, look, I'll get your I'll get your take on this, Mike. Um, Jakey's effectively called out the fan base, hasn't he? Jakey's done a little bit of a Richie Wellen stroke, Harry McCurdy tonight. You know, look, you know, we kind of stick with us. We, you know, they he, he mentioned earlier in the questions that obviously he was aware that there was some booing on Saturday, um, and you know, whilst he understood that obviously the fans travel and um, and obviously this is a very very emotive topic, you know, he's kind of saying, look, you know, stick with us. Talented, you know, he's, he's mentioned all the things that the aforementioned Wellington McCurdy have said. You know, we've got good players. You know, we've, you know, we believe in each other, believe in, you know, believe in where we're going. You know, promotion is the goal, but we kind of need you, need you there behind us. I think, <clears throat> obviously, we're, I mean, he's mentioned it being early in the season. I mean, depending on what sort of portions of, of social media you listen to, um, you know, seven games played, eight if you include, um, or nine if you include the, you know, the two cups. Um, for some people, that's more than enough games, you know, to make a judgment. Um, others will reference Paolo Di Canio um, and sort of 13-odd games before it clicked. I mean, I think <clears throat> the Leighton Orient reference is, that's a genuine reference from today, you know, me engaging with an Orient fan. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to forget that, isn't it, Mike, that, you know, we've, we've literally, we're the only team in the league to have taken points off Orient and we're, under, we're, we're unbeaten in the league since Harrogate. It's yeah. like, there, there is a definite glass half full argument for some of the things we're seeing. But I, may, I hasten to add, Anyone that saw my comments on Saturday after the game, Charlie, Charlie kind of alluded to them that, you know, I, I certainly wasn't cock a hoop at the nature of the performance, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll find you're sugar coated in most things, but um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky time, isn't it? You know, calling for patience, it's, you know, I, I, you kind of see where he's coming from. How are you feeling about it, Mike? I mean, do you, do you look through our side like do you see enough quality to kind of go, no, you know, we're going to be we're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the year? Are you still feeling that way? Hundred percent, like, like especially when you, when you actually look at like the um, squad that we've got. Like Jake said, that, like, like there are quality players there, and like um, we have a contingency of people. Obviously, every, everyone's got their own opinions. That's the beauty of football. You know, some people say we might might not have as good a squad as we did last year, and um, and the day it still it still remains to be seen. I, I, you know, I agree. So far, the performances haven't been what we wanted yet, but you know, as Jake said, there's still thirty odd games left. You know, I, I, I think I think it's far too early to to write off the season as a whole. And um, as people have rightly pointed out before, I know I know it annoys some people, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's relevant. It is relevant that you can have a bad start to the season and then get into your, get into your sort of um, stride later on so you know I respect I respect Jake for you know calling out 
I, w- I wouldn't say it was directly calling out the fans, sort of more like encouraging more support. And at the end of the day, we you know we're supporters, we're fans. You know, we're, we're supposed to support the team. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that anyone shouldn't have their their own opinion. Uh, no, I, I respect that. But I, I think especially at the games, like, um, if we can if we can translate our positive energy onto the players, onto the pitch, and and, and that, that then translate into 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 a better performance, then what you know, obviously as fans, you know, surely that's what we want. So. Yeah, fair play to Jake. Um, and and as you said, I, I really I really feel like he's, he you know speaks quite maturely, and he, uh, you know he seems, as you said, laser sort of focused on football. So that you know really sort of stood out to me. Yeah, well, but one thing about that as well, Hannes, uh, I will say, uh, probably about obviously you're roughly the same age as me. If we go back to the eighty five eighty six season when we set our record for the most points in the season, we lost five five of the first six games, yep. and then ended up with one hundred and two points. Yeah, and, and and this is the thing. I think I think for me, I mentioned we were talking about the midfield, and I, I, you know, I, the more and more you dig around our squad, and yeah, right, yeah, I know our performances aren't amazing at the moment, but it does. The more I've thought about it this week in the cold light of day after Saturday, when you get past the kind of you know the sort of you know the raw frustration, annoyance, call it what you will, not being able to beat ten men, da 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 da. I think you know, fueled by comments that Charlie Austin was making, you know, you've got you've got you've got respected pros that will all tell you look, it's tough playing against ten men, but the, the you know, by the time you sort of let the emotion drift out of that, and then you look at the league, and then you're, like you said, you, you can find, you can always find things to plug in to our current predicament. And say, do you know what? We're doing all right. Like we are doing all right. It's going to happen. I think um, as Jakey's, Jakey seems pretty confident that all the boys are feeling like you know we're not a million miles off of turning some of these points into wins. And I think, I mean, on Saturday we absolutely could have done that. Like Jeff Cop buries that chance. You know, Tyree Shades had a couple of great chances. Appreciate they've broken on us and hit the post as well. But I think we're going a lot of that this season because of the way we play um i think you know when we're committing to attack we're committing in numbers so we're always like liable to get hit on the break um but i think i mean i don't i mean listen i think i mean i'll just put it to you joe um you'll 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 recall obviously harry last year calling out calling out sections of our fan base look you know do it you know let's let's do this together essentially that's not that's not the language necessarily that jakey used but it's a calling out of 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 sorts there isn't it in the same way that that richie and harry did um do, do you, um, if you're a Swindon fan off the back of um, recent performances, is that, you know, do you, it, I, I can't think of a better player, if you will, if you look at our squad, I can't think of a better player. Like, it's hard to criticise anything that Jakey's done this season or ask him who the hell do you think you are, saying stuff like that. Like, it's, it's well-placed comments, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, of of the squad, I think Jake's probably been the the sort of, Sort of light bulb player. He's been shining, I guess. It's just the effort we, any player in red that we we see in any given season, we want to be seeing the effort that Jake puts in. Um, he's clearly working his absolute arse off every single game. It's only right that the fans give the players the opportunity and the the platform to be doing that and performing. I think the biggest thing this season, you know, every Saturday or any game that we we, we drop points or we're disappointed, we're disappointed because we know we can do better. We we know we've got the squad, we've got the players um, at our disposal to to get out of this division. We're better than any team in this league, I think, on our day. And you know, if if we draw a game or we lose a game, we're disappointed because we know we we could be winning that. Mm. So it's just yeah, it's fun in that middle ground. I think any fans that are, are grumbling, you know, we we're just dis- they're just disappointed. Um, but they need to, you know, every every Saturday's a a new match day. Come in there, give your boat, give your best, um, sing your heart out, and you know, get behind the boys. I think. Look at when when Richie and when Harry made those sort of call outs to the fans. The reaction we got was big. So hopefully this could be you know a kick up the arse and and uh, 
bring some similar results. Well, so Mr. Leefield and uh, and the chaps at uh, BBC Radio Wiltshire have picked up on some of what Jakey said tonight. Feel free, ladies and gentlemen, to quote us or take your snippets and bang it onto your uh, your radio shows. Because um, I do think, um, you know, I do think some of the comments that, that Jakey's come out with are um, need to be said. Um, certain sections of the fan base need to hear it. I think, um, I mean, certainly just to just to give this a little bit of perspective, uh, we're currently sat in 14th in the table on eight points. We win a couple of games on the bounce and we are well inside the playoff push, if not looking at the automatic spots already. And there we are with, and that will be with nine games played in the league. However, like, obviously the caveat to that is, um, you know, Newport and Sutton, no matter which way you cut it, as early in the season as it is, I mean, Chris, they're, they're still two big games, aren't they? You know, I think it's going to, it will it will make for a, um, a fairly interesting um, environment, uh, sorry, atmosphere, um, if we don't manage to pick up six points from those two home games, won't it? Uh, well, it will be. Uh, th- these two games are massive. Which, um, however, you say, think about everything. It's if if we don't if we don't win at least one of them, then uh, it's. I, I just think it's, it's going to be a tough thing. But we, we've seen stuff. I think Gillingham uh, were really slow, and uh, but with um, I was uh, I'm quite excited to see that when we get into that with Hepburn, Murphy, and Morgan Roberts. Or even even trying to Wakeland and Jeff got together. There's the positives of that, but the next two games are massive for us. They really are because, and it's not not so much what points we get from that, but it's more the, uh, the, the what we get from the fans. What's what's your minimum points take, Chris? That you would that you'd be content with? Has it got to be six points? No, for me, I think it has to be a minimum of four. Yeah, you'd be quite you'd be quite happy with a four point hole. We'll take four points. I'll I'll, I'll take that, but. Um, because uh, Doncaster and Grimsby after that are two tricky away games. Mm. Well, obviously Newport of Newport. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say stinking out the place, but you know, essentially draw, lost, 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 win, win, loss. So you know, not exactly stellar form, and yet you know, despite the fact that they've got, a, you know, they've. I mean, it's, that's an interesting comparison, Chris. Whose record would you rather have? Would you rather have us? Would you rather have Newport with a couple of wins up there, up their sleeve, or would you rather have us with the, you know, because depending on who you listen to on the socials. Uh, like I, they, don't, they, I they don't would, know. They would almost like it's almost like they want us to take more risks. Yeah. If we're taking more risks, the chances of us are that we're, we're going to lose more games. So we're we're unbeaten in the league since the yeah. first game of the season. But it's uh, I still believe that there will be some sections of the town support that probably be looking at Newport and going, yeah, but they got two wins and we have got you know. Speaking I, about Newport, I would have won four 0 at Harrogate and I would have lost three now. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, look, Joe. I, what... I think it's. I don't think it's so much about the record. I think it's about the way we're playing and and how we look. Because sometimes you know it's that's a big difference there. You, if, if you're close, whatnot, and I think we, we just need to be a bit quicker. We just need to get more people forward. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Chris. I mean, I, I mentioned on Saturday. I think I tweeted straight after the game that for me it was just a question of tempo. Um, you know what? What I like to see personally, if you're playing against ten men, and I know it's easy for me to say from the comfort of my armchair, but. I, um, you know, I like to see the ball being moved quicker. I like to see them being pulled around. I mean, the thing about any Neil Harris side is that they're always going to be so well drilled. You know, they're not going to be lacking any kind of fitness. So, um, you know, it, like I said, it's easy for me to sort of judge from a distance on your pitch side. I'm sure the town boys would be saying that, that it's like, you know, they were literally, you know, they're playing against a super fit bunch of individuals. That's what Millwall, I mean, I, I live just down the road from Millwall. Millwall. Millwall fans will tell you that is a trait of Neil Harris football. The, the, the thing with that, though, is as well as when you're playing against ten men, you need to ping the ball around quickly, pull them out of position, tie them out, and then then later on, um, that's when you you go for the kill. But we were just we were just too lethargic. I thought. 
It's like we didn't want to go and win it. It's one of those. I think it's 10 men. You just They put everyone behind the ball. They just take it out the backside for, for 80 minutes in this case. It's probably more tiring for our boys trying to make triangles and find room to pass each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, listen, we've had uh, SM1 Insider has just tweeted and said, I admire Vinny J's positivity. It's probably more my positivity, to be fair, SM1 Insider. Uh, but it's borderline delusional from you guys this evening. Uh, I'd like to know what he's seen to suggest we have as good a team as any in this league. Great listeners always, chaps. Great. Uh, Jake came across really well. Well, thank you, SM1 Insider. That's very, very kind. I think... Um, well, I don't know which which of you wants to wants to reply to that. I mean, it's directed at you, uh, Joe, but I think I don't know whether it's my positivity that he's taking aim at there. What, no, no. I mean, in terms of, I mean, when I said we've got one of the best squads in the league, I feel like tangibly you can't really deny it. If you look on paper at players like, like I say, Ben Gladwin, midfield of Ben Gladwin, Louis Reed, and Johnny Williams, it, it's arguably a lower half cha- championship midfield. You got, I mean, Louis Reed. I know he's not played the championship, but we might have had a few games for Sheffield United, but. He was probably the best number six in League Two last year, maybe top three or four in the League One and League Two. Ben Gladwin has signed, he's played for you know Blackburn and QPR in the Championship and and held his own. And then you've got Johnny Williams, as I say, he's been playing in European Championships. He'll probably go to the Qatar in December. Um, yeah, I mean, in paper, that midfield is is very, 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 very good for League Two. Then you've got a defender in Angus McDonald, who's you know. If he hadn't struggled with with illness and um, sort of personal issues away from football, he'd probably still be playing top end League One, bottom half Championship football. Yeah, Cam- captaining you know, Barnsley. The one thing I'll say from from my initial views of McDonald's is as a defender, he's he's great, whatnot, but he gets caught very often on the ball. So I think with, with the way we play, sometimes coming out, I think he's that's where he, and and I think a lot of teams are targeting him. Because he's not as good on the ball as say as Clayton is, mm. and, as, and and as the fullbacks are, it's probably a but symptom of as playing a defender, championship he's football mainly. Though, like he's played at a level where in the championship, it's basically what the Premier League was 10, 15 years ago. So defenders and goalkeepers get time on the ball because the strikers won't press them. They they wait for them to come across the halfway line, and they'll sort of zone or mark the pitch even when they're out of possession. Um, I, I think I think we also need to cut Angus a list slack as well. I mean, as Jakey's saying. You know, we've got. I mean, Angus has come in right at the end of our preseason, so he's had a he's had a preseason at another club, and we don't know what to what standard or what level of involvement he's had with that because we just can't comment. And I'm sure it was perfectly practical and all the rest of it, but he's ended up at Swindon right at the end of the window. He's essentially just before the Cardiff game. Um, he's missed a lot of football combination of injury and illness over the last sort of like you know eighteen months, two seasons. Um, and it is going to take him time, you know, to just get back up to you know the rigors. I mean, I personally, for every for every slight that you could make about Anderson and his performances, I could also come absolutely outrageous last ditch blocks um, where he's dug either, you know, he's either recovered from a mistake that he's made or he's covered for his colleagues are making. So I'm seeing enough from him to know that he's going to be an asset over the course of the season. Like, well, no, that's, that's sort of like, I'm sort of hinting at there, Hannes there, because I think as a defender, he's been brilliant. It's just that um, he's just sometimes been a bit naive or mm. looks like naive at this level on the ball and he's been caught quickly because he's he's expected more time than he's really had and that's the only flaw with him I think as a defender he's brilliant he's probably I mean the other thing as well though to be to be fair Chris is that you know maybe he's been caught out by a little bit by the you know his perception of what the quality of lead to is you know I think um 
you know, there there are there are a lot of very very good footballers in in League Two. You've only got to look at our squad as a, as a prime example of that. And I don't know whether that's the case with Angus, but it may well be that he's trying to impose himself, uh, uh, you know, and make decisions based on a perceived standard. And he's he's finding out that actually maybe League Two's a little bit better than he thought. Bearing in mind where most of his football's been played of late. Yeah. But look, we've had we've, we've had a couple more tweets. I just want to read these out. So, um, hello Dan Quince, thanks for getting in touch. Dan says we are good enough, but if you take off Wakeling for Jeffcott, it's just stupid at the moment. Now, I get your point, Dan. I think Jakey was quite keen to stress why that happened. I don't know whether you were with us earlier in the show. Jakey was explaining. He took the cups to the head in quick succession. Um, and it was probably a little bit of caution on behalf of the um, uh, the coaching staff on Saturday. And he had to obviously then adhere to certain protocols after the game. But there haven't been any issues. So, um, certainly appears that he came off at the weekend because there was a bl- uh, two consecutive blows to his head. Toby Cook got in touch. Hello, Toby. Good evening to you. Toby said, I think we really need to try a few, uh, few things differently Saturday in midfield. Darcy needs a chance and Ricky Aguiar as well. I would love two up front as well. Um, who would you guys bring in and drop out of the side? I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind taking that. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, Saidu Khan. Um, spent a lot of my life living in and around the London Keb border. I know a lot of Maidstone supporters and appreciate we are talking Maidstone. And obviously they have either been a division or two below um, where we uh, where we currently find ourselves. So I, I do take that with a pinch of salt. Um, but um, he's obviously very, very well thought of for Chesterfield last season. They were a division just below us. Um, I would still probably give Saidu a bit of a rest and I would bring um, Darcy into midfield at probably the expense of Saidu Khan at the moment if I was going to be really pressed. And I would like to see us um, operate with a 4-3-3. I think I'd probably go, whilst he's not a winger, I'd probably go Willow on the left. I would go um, Jakey Wakes um, on the right. And I would go with Jeff Cott up top. I would go with Darcy, Gladwin and Reed as my midfield. Um, I would go with Lavinia at right back, who I thought was excellent on Saturday. Got in some very, very good, both defensive and attacking positions. Did a super job. Really exciting signing. I'd stick with um, stick with Angus, um, uh, Tommy Clayton, and um, Fraser Blake Tracy, and I wouldn't make any changes in the goalkeeping department. Obviously, we're a little. Um, if anything, I think we're a little threadbare currently in terms of options in goal. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, right, what else have we got here? So, um, Abby's just said to say about Jakey Wakeling, I love this man. Yeah, Abby, join the queue. Um, there's increasing numbers of people that are tweeting in tonight saying that as well. Um, uh, Jason Lane has said to say, uh, Jerry Yates, uh, point, uh, 2.0. Um, yeah, we touched on that before. It's great to see more and more people drawing those conclusions. Um, and we had another couple flash up as well. Um, just bear with me as I find those. Um, oh, Dean McMackin. Hello, Dean. Good evening to you. Dean said, I swear I can hear a magpie attacking Charlie Austin on the Saton Broadbent Lounge earlier. Yeah, I think you're probably of the right opinion. Um, thankfully, both Charlie and Hunter got away um, injury-free. Um Daz, I do apologise. We couldn't get around to your question, mate. I've noticed that you sent one in for um, Jakey. Um, unfortunately, mate, I, my bad. I've missed that. Uh, nothing nothing criminal about it. Uh, what have we got here? Um, Kieran. Kieran Sprawls. Good evening, Kieran. Kieran saying, I think Darcy needs a chance in his natural position. He's such a good footballer and offers so much in midfield. And I want to see Jeff Cotton Wakeling in the same team. And Gladys has been my player of the season so far. Kieran, you are not going to find me arguing with that. Um 
Dan's replied, yes, Dan, thank you, mate. Appreciate we're having a conversation here via the show, via your tweets. But Dan, Dan said, that's fair enough. Then I hadn't noticed hadn't noticed that, that being the Jakey's head. But surely we need to go very attacking with Darcy Wakeling and uh, Luke Jeffcott on Saturday. Again, you're not going to find me arguing with you there, Dan. Um, uh, Pierce W36. Hello, Pierce. He says, what do you think our playing style, or, oh, sorry, our style of play is and game plan is, as I haven't really identified a clear style of play as of yet, I'll bring the bring the guys back in. Mike, it's been a while since I've spoken to you. I mean, there's an interesting point that Pierce is making there. What do you think of us? What our, what do you think our style of play is, and our game plan is? As Pierce hasn't really identified a clear style of play as of yet. It's a fair, it's a fair comment. I mean, it was one of the yeah. things I was getting quite frustrated with was the the patterns of play and the tempo of our play on Saturday. What did you make of it, and 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 how do you feel about our style of play? Because the gaffer was very, very clear, wasn't he, when he first came in at the start of the season about what we could expect. Do yeah. you feel that we're necessarily seeing what it was that the gaffer has promised us? Like, where's your head at? I 100% get where, where, where Pierce is coming from. And uh, at the moment, it does sort of look like almost we're, we're caught between systems. But the entire the entire point of getting a director of football is to have continuity between managers, right? And I do think Swindon has an identity that they're looking to implement. I just think it's the execution of it at the moment that isn't really coming off. And as I said, we're still sort of switching between formations. You know, obviously we started off with, with three at the back. Now we've switched to four at the back. Personally, now I'm, I'm an advocate of almost ironically switching back to three at the back. But, but, but it's only because we have the fullbacks now to make that system work. And I've seen, seen a lot of a lot of people write about it. I think. I think at the end of the day, Swindon clearly want to be a possession-based side. Where we, um, you know, uh, take take control of the game and uh, create create lots of chances through, um, you know, working the ball out to the to the half space wide and then um, booting it booting it across goal, whether that's through the air or sort of kind of back of the touchline. And um, it is it is sort of very very modern progressive football that we're looking to play. And when it works, um, as it did, you know, a la, a la Wellens or a, a la Ghana. It is some of the most beautiful free-flowing football I've I've personally seen in the league too. I mean, when you when you when you look at some of the the goals we scored, especially under um, um, Welland and, and Garner as well, there were some absolutely beautiful goals. I, I remember there was there was almost sort of like a Barcelona-like move back, back you know back to front under under Welland and Doyle sort of finished it off uh, right at the edge of a box. It was sort of peach peach into the top corner. So yeah, um, I, I completely get where Pierce is coming from. Um, I reckon give us give us a, a, a few more games to sort of really figure out the identity and sort of get those um, roles uh, click in between each other and uh, hopefully a, a more clear sort of uh, identity will, will emerge. Well, Mike, look, SM1 Insiders come back again with um, talk about midfield options. Said some very good midfield options on paper. I'll give you that. Albeit an argument, we miss a combative defensive midfielder. If only Leiden was full. By that, I'm guessing we're talking about his fitness there, SM1 Insider. Um, the jury's out on the majority of the record now. We'll know more this time next week. Well, yeah, we yeah, we, we we will indeed. And and the great thing about football, SM1 Insider, is opinions are like a-holes. We've all got one. Um, all I would say is that um, I think Jakey, Jakey has made Jakey's made a very, very interesting point. He's, you know, stuck his neck out there. He said, look, clearly they all believe in each other. Um, you know, need the fans behind them. Um, you know, stick with it. But I don't think any of us are denying the fact that we've got two two really really big games coming up, just in terms of a, a barometer as to of, of how the fans are feeling at the moment, um, and 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 getting the fans on appealing to get the fans on on side and actually getting them on one side are, are, are obviously are two very different things. Um, Mike, you'll be pleased to know Martin's been on, and Martin on Twitter says Mike with his smoother voice and majestic beard, what a dreamboat! Now <laughs> he's clearly after a free pint on Saturday. I'm afraid we don't, we don't program that kind of stuff. Here, Martin. I've, I've got to say, Martin's not the first person to try it on. I've, I've had a one or two um, marriage proposals. Well, I wouldn't say marriage proposals, but I've had a few uh, flirty, flirty, flirty people at the bar. So, uh, Martin, get in the <laughs> <cubate. laughs> 
<laughs> um, lovely to have um, uh, Rashawn Hepburn Murphy listening. Rashawn, it was a real eye-opener, mate. I'm pleased you tuned into my show. I've really enjoyed listening to your show earlier. Um, I, I recommend uh, Mr. Hepburn Murphy's Twitter uh, Twitch stream to anyone that's listening in. Make sure you head over onto Twitch if you're a pla- if it's a platform you're unfamiliar with. Just search Twitch on Google. Get yourself on there um, and um, search up Rashawn uh, Hepburn Murphy. It's brilliant. Uh, was open to all questions. Answered plenty of things that I posed to him. Um, I'm really, really, really excited, Rashawn, to see. Um, uh, I, I think you were mentioning um, that you're hoping to be in action within sort of like hopefully three weeks. I hope you can you can beat that, mate, and, and get yourself in a in a um, a town shirt a little bit livelier than that. Another thing about but, Rush's Twitch as well, Hannah's. Yeah, yeah. A little comment in there saying, uh, obviously, he's playing Call of Duty, so I thought we'll try and test his allegiances early on. Put in a shoot your gun if you hate Oxford. He did it in stop and he fired his gun a little bit. So, uh, with a smile on his face, yeah, too. So, brat, 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 yeah, brat, brat, I, I think we like, we, want to see. we like what we see. Rush <laughs> hates Oxford. <laughs> Rush, what a guy. What a guy. Mate, you can keep that up. That's how you're going to win over the talent. And one thing that I will also tell you is that Rush has got no shame. He has promised the Twitch stream, all those that were listening in, that when he gets his first goal in front of the town end, he is going to absolutely mimic, no, 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 take over the Harry McCurdy celebration. So um, we, we're going to have Jakey Wakelin with Trust Me Daddy and we're going to have Rush giving it the archer at the town end. I love the look at that. I'd love to see McCurdy's face when you pull that one out of the bag, Rush. So um, thanks for listening in, pal. Um, and, and best of luck with your, with your recuperation and your battle for fitness. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you in the red and white Swindon town very, very soon. So, uh, right. So listen, I mean, we were hoping, uh, we've been delaying a little bit, guys. We've just been shuffling our pack a touch because we were hoping to get um, Ryan Whelan on tonight. Um, given the nature of Ryan's job, it's unsurprising that um, certain things pop up um, during his week that he has to go and address. And so Ryan has sent his, his, his sincere apologies. He's hoping to get on before we finish because um, he really does want to share with us his inside track on the Harry McCurdy sale, the fact that he was able to break the story. Um, exactly the same scenario in relation to um, the Jack Payne story and also uh, the Lewis Ward story. Um, no particular reason why he, it's just pure pure fortune that he's ended up sort of um, being tied in journalistically to three departures as opposed to any incomings at town at the moment. But he's got some very, very interesting observations. So if we don't get Ryan on tonight... Um, we're going to hopefully um, get Ryan on. Going to see if we can get him on for the show um, that we'll be broadcasting live from the Legends Lounge on Saturday. So hopefully we can get him on the show Saturday. If not, it will certainly be the following Wednesday. Um, right, got a few more um, tweets that are rolling in. Uh, Quincy's challenging uh, Rashawn Hepburn Murphy to a 1v1 on COD. Well, as I say, Dan, just get yourself onto Twitch, mate. Um, I'm sure if you guys are sharing some messages, I'm sure you can get that hooked up. But we would love to see a Swindon fans versus Swindon players COD tournament. That's maybe something that we can work on. Um, Nathan um, has uh, echoed what Martin's saying in relation to Mike. Um, talking about his smooth voice and majestic beard and how cool it was. My God, okay. Well, that really is a loving, isn't I'm it? I'm loving this. I'm <laughs> well, R- R- Rush is loving the idea that uh, that Dan's proposing of a, a 1v1 on COD. So, yeah, he's up for that. Um, Ian Rogers, just bringing us back down to earth uh, with a dose of what he sees as reality. He is saying, nobody mentioned... Lindsay's post-match interview. Well, give us give us a chance, Ian. We can only mention things if you're going to raise them. Seeing as you've raised, discuss it. So nobody mentioned Scott Lindsay's post-match interview. He sounded like a beaten man. How can he possibly motivate his players? Very concerning, as we've only played a few games. It's very concerning. Um, I agree with Jake. This squad is definitely better 
than current results. Well, look, I mean, it's, it's an interesting point, isn't it, uh, guys? And I, I don't know who wants to jump in on this. Um, I mean, Chris, listen, um, you you know, you are a, um, you're a, you know, you're a journalist by trade. Um, you know, you're a, you, um, you know, you, you will understand and you, you will certainly have had more sort of face time with people in the game than, 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 than many others of us here. Like how, how difficult is it for Scott Lindsay to, you know, he openly said at the start of the season, didn't he, that media is not his strongest point. He knows it's something that he's got to sort of step up and do more of. Um, how he's kind of learning on the job, isn't he? But media is one of those things where he's not going to be cut a lot of slack, is he, in the eyes of the fans, Chris, when he's going to be getting interviewed at the, you know, the emotional end of the day, should we say? Well, no, no, it's not as well. And then when you've got someone who's not comfortable in the media and when things aren't going well, fans will be quick to jump on that and, and take the negatives out of it. It's, it's 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 tough on him as well because it's, I mean, he's just never done it before. And when things aren't going well, there are, fans are going to come into it and, and, and take all this, every little negative part of it. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's obviously it's an emotional game. Um, it's it's very very difficult. I mean, again, like what 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 the players will see is important. You know, it's not like the players are are sort of pitch side when he's speaking to Andrew Hawes and Johnny Leefield and the rest of the team. Um, it's you know, it's not like um, yeah, you know. Again, we it would be it would have been a very interesting question to have posed um, to you know to Jake and we, we'll have plenty of players coming on between now and the end of the season. Um, so I'm sure that we're going to be able to pose it to them, but. You know, the stuff that's important to us isn't necessarily the stuff that's important to a you know a dressing room full of players, is it? It's not though. But also, Mark, we need to we need to remember as well. And people are getting frustrated after seven games, but we need to remember. Like, <clears throat> we look at our, our team from last year. How, how many members of this team were here last year? Three. Hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty much a completely new team, and you don't gel instantly. It takes time. <clears throat> look at look at last year, Mansfield for. Half the season, Bristol Rovers for half the season, and once then, then they they started gelling. They started playing well. It's and, and we've even had that um, for ourselves with, like saying Decanio going back to the um, that that Macari season and whatnot. It's when it's a, a whole complete new season. It's it takes time. Yeah. All right, well, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll part deals for the time being. We've got quite a few other bits and bobs to catch up and conscious of time. But, um, I mean, certainly, I don't think there's going to be a Swindon fan that's going to be listening to this that won't have been shocked and horrified at um, news that broke um, on Saturday evening, Sunday, that Hallam Hope um, suffered very serious injuries uh, following Oldham's game with Chesterfield. Um, the this, this story, we need to be very careful what we say here because this is now an ongoing police investigation. So you'll have to excuse us if we're not exactly laden with opinion at this stage. Um, none of us want to find ourselves in a courtroom being accused of, um, you know, perverting the course of justice or, or such like. Um, what I will say is that um, reports seem to be suggesting or have, have report, there are reports that have confirmed that the injuries were sustained in the um, players area or the players car park outside the stadium. Um, and that um, Hallam Hope's receiving uh, hospital treatment um, that is expected to keep him out of football for a lengthy period of time. I mean, uh, now listen, Hallam, Hallam Hope is not somebody that I that I know personally, um, but certainly I have heard the pros talking about Hallam Hope as a character, and I've, I've only ever heard positive things about him. Um, I, I mean, listen, it's not really for us to... Um, you know, debate too much, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, Mike. I'll, I'll bring you in at this stage. I mean, I'm guessing you were probably as surprised as, or shocked as, as I was to, to hear that a, a professional like Hallam Hope has been, um, injured in such a manner outside an English football stadium. Um, 
it's the fact that he's a, an ex Swindon player just sort of brings it home a little bit closer, doesn't it? That mm-hmm. um, you know that a, a, a guy suffered those injuries. So suffice to say, obviously, we wish him all the best. But what was your initial reaction, mate, when you saw the news? Oh, mate, it was um, it was, it was genuinely just sickening. Like, 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 like. Oh, oh, oh. when I first heard about it, I, I, I read that there was a you know a, a player who'd been attacked, and it only sort of emerged later. Uh, you know, some more sort of rumours or you know details, I guess, of of what happened. And yeah, it was um. Just, just absolutely horrendous to hear that. You know, it was Hallam. Obviously, it's horrendous to happen to, to anybody. But obviously, you know, I, I, I personally really liked him when, when he was at Swindon Town. I thought he was quite industrious. Not, you know, another hard worker, and you know, he, he's, you know, a really nice lad as well. And it's, it's, it's just so, as I said, just, just sickening to hear that slash them to any players. And obviously, you know, especially what, what, what happened, you know, at Vale, Vale last season. You know, with you know our players getting attacked on the pitch. It's just something you absolutely, you know, you, you can't, you can't tolerate whatsoever. Um, I hope, I hope. You know, um, whoever did it gets charged, and uh, you know, same same for anyone who you know sort of commits that kind of violence. It's just not on. Well, the, the good the good news is it would appear that both clubs have got um, you know a significant amount of evidence that's been passed on to the police, um, including CCTV. Um, appears to be CCTV of the incident as well. So, um, I mean, obviously, look from our perspective, um, speaking as a, a Swindon Town fan, Twitter space, but also yeah, just a bunch of Swindon Town fans. Um, uh, yeah, a, a player that's generally really well regarded around Swindon. We sent Hallam and his family all our best for a speedy recovery. Um, we were, I was hoping, and I've still not received any information yet, so unless you guys usurp me um, on Twitter, but um, Swindon Town women, um, not not the best result of the weekend. The development side went down um, 9-1 to a very, very strong Bridgewater side. 5-0 uh, down at half-time. The development squad made uh, made a few changes. There was improvement in the second half from um, uh, Adam Wood and Ethan Thomas's squad. And um, the final score, yeah. So, obviously, 4-1 second half result. So, a bit of an improvement of sorts. Um, I've not got the full story from the guys. I appreciate we did have um, Adam uh, listening in. If Adam uh, is still listening, wants to jump on, just send us a speaker request, mate. We would love to hear your story from the weekend. Um, the ladies were playing tonight. The development side were um, playing the uh, the army um, at uh, an army location uh, somewhere in Wiltshire, we're led to believe. And on Thursday, so tomorrow, the first team are going to be playing uh, the um, army women's team as well. So we'll certainly have an update and hopefully we'll have a couple of the players with us on Saturday today to um, take us through that result um obviously we had the um we had the uh ladies with us at um uh, last week uh, for the palace game uh, we were over the moon as a consequence of meeting um both helena diaz uh, diaz butcher and annie colston um, that um, I was able to agree that the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge is going to be sponsoring both of the players for the forthcoming season. Absolutely chuffed um, to be able to provide our backing um, to um, both of the uh, women for the entirety of the coming season and hopefully um, into next season and beyond as well. Um, two absolutely delightful individuals. I think the thing that really struck me um, that, um, and I know Martin, who's listening in tonight, will certainly echo this, is that um, obviously whilst there has been a significant injection of interest into the women's game over the summer, um, there is still um, a lot of work to be done to ensure that the the you know financial influx, for want of a better word, coming into the women's game and, and the increase in interest is also kind of translating into um, funding that actually makes 
the women's game far more professional, for want of a better word. So um, a lot of the ladies are still paying almost like you're, you know, those of you who play some ball will remember paying your subs, um, paying your annual fees, etc. A lot of our women are still in a position where they're doing that. Um, so it was brilliant that we could make a tangible difference um, to some of the um, uh, two, two, two key members of the squad. And all I would say is please do um, look on the Swindon Town Women Football Club's Twitter feed because I noticed today they've uploaded links as to how you can get involved as a potential sponsor. Um, and like I said, it really does make a direct uh, difference, um, the women's ability to compete at the level which they're competing at. So please do get involved. But as, as I say, we, we wish um, Lanes and we wish um, Annie all the best for the coming season. Um, and hopefully we'll be telling more of their stories, getting them back on um, as the season progresses. Well, look, Joe, I'll get you back on now. We'll just sort of like have a little bit of a wrap up by um, sort of, you know, looking ahead to Newport. We've already talked about Newport's record. I mentioned it for a third time. Uh, drew their opening game, three consecutive defeats, a couple of wins and a defeat. Um, how, how are you feeling ahead of Saturday? Um, I'm going to be asking you for a prediction. I'm going to be asking you for a lineup. Um, and I'm going to be asking you whether or not you'd rather have our record or Newport's, as balmy as that question might seem. Uh, there's a lot there. So uh, I think in terms of the record, I'd probably rather ours just purely because, I mean, I feel like if you're going to sum up our season in a short sentence this year, it's probably just we're hard to beat. Um, once we start finding the net, three points will come because Sol Brinders looks really assured. I think the centre-backs and I think an underrated signing has been Fraser Blake-Tracy. I think he's come in and I think going forward, he's looked quite good. He's contributed, but he looks fairly sure at the back as well. Um, so I think the defence is, is looking is looking good. Um, once we start finding the net, which obviously Luke Jeffcott has been brought in to do so, we should be okay. Um, so yeah, I'd rather ours. You know, we, we've looked we've looked secure, I guess, without being spectacular. Um, in terms of predictions for Saturday, if I go for starting eleven, I'll go Bryn, Lavinia, uh, McDonald, Clayton. Blake Tracy in the back four. I'll go Reed sitting with Darcy and Gladwin ahead in eights. On the right, uh, I'll go three up top. I'll go I'll go Jakey Wakey on the right to cut in. Um, off the left, we'll go maybe Tyree Shade and then Jeff got up top. Interesting. Okay, so Johnny Williams omitted from your starting lineup, and Sidey Khan omitted from your starting lineup. Then, yeah, I think obviously Khan didn't start last week, did he? No, he did. Just, he started, didn't he? Come on. Oh, he did. Yep. Um, yeah, I think Johnny and, and Sidey could do a bit of a rest. Um, I, I always think Johnny looks better coming off the bench anyway. Um, I, I just think when he's up against some tired legs, I mean, the guy's got he's got twinkle toes. He's got sort of magic in those boots in terms of of footballing ability at a League Two level. Um, I just think he's so effective off the bench. I remember a game last year. Did he come off the bench against Mansfield at home when mm-hmm. Tyree Simpson scored the scored his first goal? Yes, he, he did. He tore Mansfield an absolute new one when he came off the bench. Yeah, uh, and the bench and played down the left hand side as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think that would be my my substitute if I'm going to make a sub before the game. Probably looking at Tyree Shade, sort of you know stretching his legs and getting at the the uh, right back or the right centre back. Um, Getting them down in terms of stamina, tired out a little bit, and then bringing on Johnny Williams to to sort of confuse him with his with his feet. Now it was interesting because you and I both went to the Crystal Palace under twenty one game, didn't we, Joe? And yeah. 
obviously we were, you know, we we had a vantage point. We were in the we were in the Arkles for the first half, and then we we managed to switch ourselves around to uh, the town end in the second half, um, where we watched the game from behind the goal. And it, it was interesting because listening to um, a and have and picking up with Andrew Hawes after the game, sort of Andrew was of the opinion that that Shade was having an absolute blinder, like easily one of his best. He did. Games. He, he looked really good. He did look good. It's just he needs, he needs to. I think maybe more in terms of the final product, being more decisive, but that's only going to come with playing games of football. Yeah. Yeah, again, I mean, Shade suffers in my mind. I've said this a few times this season when we've been analysing games. Shade, a quote, in inverted commas, suffers um, from the same kind of um, criticism that Ben Gladwin gets at times in terms of the way he moves around a pitch. Because he's got a kind of very gangly style where he's he's actually motoring, but it doesn't look like he's he's motoring because he's got such a such a such a big stride. Um yeah. But obviously, hit hit the post against Palace, didn't he? Um, uh, he, he seemed to have a sort of a, a weekend, the sort of feedback that I was getting from town fans that made it to the game Saturday. Was that he, he you know, it was a lot of toil. Um, but um, all right, well, look, you're, you're... our best chances in the game are, are when we came closest to scoring, come through Tyrese. Yep, they did on Saturday. We yep. had a few good shots cut in from the left hand side, firing near post. He's one of those players. I genuinely get the feeling if he gets one goal, he'll go on a massive run of four or five in a row. I think he might be one of those streaky players, like a bit like a young Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record in relation to the Tyree Shade because I'm, I just don't want him to end up being one of these players that because he can operate in a number of roles, you know, he ends up sort of suffering from his own versatility. I would love him to be, I'd love the gaffer to just say to him, right, okay, you are going to be one of the front three or you are going to be in X position and that is your spot. You know, I'm not going to have you playing as a makeshift fullback. I'm not going to have you here, there and everywhere. That, he's, I, he's definitely not a fullback. Yeah, 100%. Although, obviously, the gaffer has made it clear that he can't play there if required, but then so can Ellis Iandolo. And I think if you I mean, ask town fans where they would have Ellis, they would say left centre midfield all day long. Exactly. Sol Brink can play up front if you put a red shirt on him. Oh, all right, you, you big bitch. Don't, don't start well, I'm getting... Just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Don't start getting, like, don't start getting all petulant, Joe Vincent. We don't, that's not helping anyone, is it? <laughs> um. Right, Chris, I'll bring you in, mate. So, um, oh, sorry, Joe, I didn't get your prediction, did I? Or if I did, I'm sorry, I. Uh, eight nil town. Ah, oh, right, that's it. You've blown the gas, Gavin. Okay, you? no, no, no. Three, eight, three one town with Sol, Sol Brewing up top. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's on FIFA. Um, in real life, I'll go three one town. Um, Jeff Cott, one goal, Jakey Wakey, the two. Amen, brother. Chris, let's bring you in then, mate. So similar, similar conversation, mate. Let's have a let's have a lineup from you, um, and let's have a uh, a prediction from you, please, pal. Oh, this is a really tough one for, for me. Just to, um, I, I do think we need to mix it up. So uh, obviously the goal is obvious, so I'm not even going to say who that is. And then uh, we're going to have um, Blake Tracy left back and uh, Lavinia right back, uh, Clayton and McDonald in the middle. So I think we're pretty safe on. Um, Pretty sure on the fact that that's what our um, that's what our back four is going to be a back four and goalie, solid. But it's it's when we get into the midfield and attack where we get interesting. Now, <clears throat> I, I don't think Lindsay's going to do it, but I I would I would want to see Aguiar in there. But now it's how to fit him in. Mm. So uh, I think we're I do think we need to to mix that midfield up or, or the midfield and attack a bit. So let me say that we're going to have. Ooh, I'm going to say you Aguiar. are the you are the you are the epitome of every single Swindon Town fan's mind right now, Chris. Yeah, yeah so, but it's, it's, it's such a tough thing because perspective. 
it's, it's, it's such a tough thing. We do need to mix up. So I'm going to say, let's say Aguiar. Let, let's give him, let's give him a chance. Aguiar with with Reed at the base, and I'm going to say Gladwin. Then I'm going to say Darcy, sort of at the top of a diamond with Wakelin and Jeff got up front. Interesting. With with Williams coming off after um, 60 minutes into the game. All right. Well, we'll take that. And what's your score going to be, Chris? 3-2. Um, 3-2. Right, you are. Mike, same to you. Please make this have your line-up, your prediction. Line-up. Um, obviously, Brill. Uh, Brill, uh, Brill. Well, he is Brill. Brill Bryn in goal. Um, Left-back, Blake Tracy. I, I mean, personally, like I said, I'd like to see a 3-5-2, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, I, I'm assuming it's going to be a 4-3-3. Um, uh, yeah, left back Blake, Blake Tracy, centre backs um, McDonald, and personally, I I, really, I want to see I want to see more of Clayton, but I imagine Bowdry's probably going to play. So either Clayton or Bowdry as the other centre back, um, right back Lavinier. Um, obviously Reed, uh, DM, and then um, our centre mids. I agree with Chris. I'd like to see more of Aguiar. I'm 100 percent sure he'll play though, so it's going to be Sadio Khan and ooh, I'd like I'd like to see either Darcy or or maybe Willow. Um, Let's just say Darcy for now because he's got a great chant. Um, and uh, left wing, um, hmm. I'd like to see Shade there. I'd like to see Shade on the wing. Put put put, put, put obviously Jeff got in the and then put Wakey put Wakey on the right wing. Um, I reckon that's that. That'd, that'd be a, that'd be a nice lineup to see. All right, then, mate. Well, let's have your prediction. Uh, score prediction. I'm gonna go conservative. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil. I reckon it's gonna be a one nil win town. One nil win town. Well, Nathan's just tweeted in to say um, it's worth remembering we got a big game on Tuesday night, so he's expecting uh, Scott Lindsay to mix things up a bit. Yeah, there's a good chance of that, Nate. I think to be honest, um, I can possibly see just by considering that I can see that probably might make a decision to rest rest Johnny Williams on Saturday. Uh, might make it a little bit easier for him. Johnny had an absolute screamer of a game um, away at Sutton last season, so. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, look, you guys have already had my lineup. Um, I am, you know what? I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and say, like, listening to Jakey tonight, um, you know, listening to some of the input from Charlie, um, listening to that Leighton Orient fan I've been engaging with today, listening to a lot of people sort of talking tonight. Um, I've got a fact. Do you know what? When this side clicks, if this side clicks, someone is in for an absolute spanking. And I've got a sneaky feeling that could well be Newport on Saturday. If not Newport on Saturday, that could well be Sutton on Tuesday. But I think just based on current form, um, it's probably more likely out of the two to be Newport County. So I'll tell you what, I am going to go for 4-1 town. And I'll tell you who's going to get the goals. I do think you're going to see Jeff got start. I think you're going to see a couple, um, and you're going to see that rewarded with a couple of goals. Um, I think Jakey Wakes is going to score, and he's going to rush to the town end and scream, trust me, daddy, at the top of his voice. And um, I think um, we're going to have Ricky Aguiar off the bench is going to score a set piece. So that will do me nicely. Well, look, whilst we've been um, running through this show, it's been a big night of European football. So just to give you some of the highlights, not been a tremendous night uh, for Great Britain um, in the Champions League, where Rangers have been beaten 4-0 by Ajax of Amsterdam. Napoli have turned over Liverpool 4-1. Charlie Austin's beloved Liverpool to make his morning on um, TalkSport tomorrow. Um, oh, so, oh, so um, uh, avoidable, if you could. Atletico Madrid beat Porto 2-1. Club Bruges beat Valle Leverkusen 1-0. Barcelona have put five past Victoria Pilsen. Inter Milan have lost at home to Bayern Munich. Eintracht Frankfurt have lost at home to Sporting Lisbon. And Tottenham Hotspur 
have beaten Marseille at uh, the um, at White Hart Lane. Um, Bemba was sent off for Marseille on the 47th minute and Richarlison has um, scored twice. So congratulations if you are of a Tottenham persuasion. But listen, we're... Um, uh, so we'll... Um, I will consult uh, with uh, Jakey Wakes and Dan Designs on who's going to win uh, the Dan Designs uh, Jake Wakeling print for best question of the night. Um Oh, Chris is giving me a hammer in for calling the Spurs Stadium White Art Lane. Sorry, Chris, call me a man of tradition. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll come back to you on the winner of the um, of the Jakey Wakes print. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Um, we've got we are going to be back um, in years on Saturday, where we'll be broadcasting from the Legends Lounge. Um, we're due to be um, starting at one o'clock, but I don't mind telling you my travel plans if they all go well. Um, might mean an earlier than expected start. So um, you never know. We may have a midday start for you on Saturday, but we'll see how we go. Um, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. What a night. You've heard from Charlie Austin. You've heard from um, Jake Wakeling. Um, what a lovely young man he is and what a credit to our club he is going to be. Um, loads of lovely input from you lot. Um, again, this show really is going to live or die by the quality of its input from you guys. It's lovely that we can all listen. Um, and you lot can hear our, our dulcet tones. But listen, where the magic exists is when you lot are all um, getting involved yourselves. So I'm pleased that increasingly more and more of you are tweeting in, sending in direct messages and um, enjoying the live banter with us um, on the show. Um, going back to Saturday, lots of opportunities to win stuff. We're going to have hats from Seaside Reds. We've got pin badges we're going to be giving away. No doubt I'll be tossing a hoodie or maybe even a Hummel shirt or two up for anyone that might be interacting um, along the lines of tonight. But listen, it's been a real treat having you on. My thanks to Chris, my thanks to Joe, my thanks to Mike, and my thanks to all of you lot for listening in. Tremendous. Hey, before we um, sign off as well, yeah. sorry, mate. Can we all just uh, wish Mike a happy birthday by smashing a little love heart emoji oh, for, uh, for Mike? Oh, yeah, man. Let's all put a little love heart for Mike. Happy birthday, mate. <laughs> Happy birthday, big man. Happy birthday. Look at the love that you're getting. Look, even hearts, even in your hearts. Come on, Ian. One more, one more heart. <laughs> Come on, Ian. Come on, Ian. I'm not going in until you send a heart emoji. Come on, pal. <laughs> Play the game. Play the game. Um, now, what, honestly, what an absolute... Yes, Ian, you absolutely... <laughs> no, listen, it's, it really is an absolute treat um, having you all on. It's a pleasure putting this on. As you know, uh, the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge is a Swindon Town fan Twitter space, so uh, the views do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or indeed Sir Tom Broadbent himself, unless, of course, Sir Tom Broadbent is joining us from his home in the northeast. Um we look forward to catching up with you all on Saturday. Uh, recorded show for anyone that's missed anything. The show is recorded. It will be available live on Twitter. And we are working to get our uh, plans back up and running and get us into all of the podcast shows and back on YouTube. Again, we've had a few little sort of man uh, manpower changes behind the scenes. Uh, but we hope to have that sorted uh, within the uh, next week or so. But uh, yeah, for now, guys, thank you ever so much. It's been our pleasure. <laughs>